What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, Brittany's lost her voice. Actually, no, it's just Vash in the studio. <laughs> I'm here, suckers. So Vash, our good buddy, is joining us. I have actually known Vash for a couple of years. If you didn't listen to the first uh, Monday's episode, you probably already know that. But for those of you that tune on on Thursday... Vash and I have been good friends for about three, almost four years, I think now. Yeah. Uh, we made friends on Xbox laughing over <clears> some <throat> of the funniest, dumbest shit. We get on these rants together. Yes, yes, yes. We go down the rabbit holes. Yes. Like, it's like like we feed off each other. So I, I think it's a really good idea mm. that he came on the episode. So, like, I, I definitely agree. So thank you for coming on, Vash. Mm. Thank you for having me. I am a fan. Excited. <laughs> Dude, talk about I'm a fan of you. Thank Aww, you. So suck sweet. each other's dicks. I consume your humor, Alex. <laughs> he gets me. He gets I, we, big old heart. <laughs> <laughs> and this uh, all happened through Xbox. Right, yeah. Isn't that funny? Like everybody else that's on PlayStation is like <laughs> right yeah, now, yeah. like they're all like, fuck Xbox. Well, I think all the uh all the people that that were on Xbox probably moved to PlayStation. You know what I mean? Mm, so, mm. so like everyone, like, so now it's like, it's like nice. You know, all the cool mm. people are here now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But, uh, no, but yeah, Vash and I met online. I think we were playing like Halo or something like yeah, with, exactly. and I immediately was just cracking up with you. And, uh, yeah, I don't that know. was a good time. Yeah, it was. I forget who we were playing with, but I was like, I, you're, I had to get used to your voice at first. But dude, I was la- like one of the first times we met, we started cracking up, laughing so hard. We were, I was like crying. <laughs> we were laughing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I definitely knew we were going to be friends. It was special. Oh. His voice fits his face. So, guys, if you haven't filled your socks yet, <laughs> just wait till the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand there as they suck each other's dicks with you guys. It'll be a good moment. You had enough yeah. stage time with Alex. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> So like, I'm touching you here. My lip is tapping. But so, how have you been, Brittany? How's things going? I've been great. Yeah, what have you been up to? You do anything cool? Got my eyebrows microbladed yesterday. Woo! Why? Uh, is that that picture with the little red dot thingy? Or what the fuck are you talking hmm. about? I saw somebody. I saw your picture or something. It was like said micro dot. No. The fuck is that? Uh- well, I get my eyebrows threaded. Well, wax. oh, you do. I haven't done I that. I do. But I do the waxing. Threading eyebrows look is like a horror. That sounds me. like someone's threading your eyebrows like a doll. <gasps> threading eyebrows, dude. Is it's like they get two strings and they just start plucking. 
Yeah, it's awful. Your eyebrows. But my hair is coarse as shit, dude. And it feels like you're fucking pulling out nails. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. They get a tweezer and it looks like a handful of fucking... It's like, no, dude, it's just like one. <laughs> Cubic hair off your face? Just well, one, dude. What is what, what is, like, so what is micro-dotting, though? Micro-bleeding. Micro-bleeding. Bleeding. Uh, I'm, like, talking about taking acid here. Micro-bleeding is pretty much, like, the most metal thing you can do to your face. Really? So it's essentially like what? they um they take like a it's a small blade, like an actual blade. What the fuck? That they have that has ink on it and it's like semi permanent. It's basically like tattoo but a little bit oh. not as permanent as a tattoo. <clears throat> um and they individually go in with this blade. They make your eyebrow. Yep, with the ink on it and they draw or cut in each individual hair. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why my eyebrows are like beautifully like natural. aligned. And excellent right now. <laughs> yeah. Mine is perfect. Mine just get away from me, so I just yank shit yeah. out. My tattoo artist fucking yelled at me. That's who was yelling at me on the phone because he does. He does that too. He doesn't microblade, but he tattoos like microblading. <clears throat> and he's like, "You fucking whore! Like, what the hell? Like, why'd you go to someone else?" <laughs> Dude, I used to know a guy that did like makeup tattoos mm-hmm. um, with the old set. Like, you know, with oh, the little hammer no. and shit. But no, he's really good at it. Cool. Like, no. all these rich ladies, like, went to him. I would never let someone do that. to. Oh, face. he made bang, dude. Well, now I'm like. Because they wanted it all natural, you know. Because microblading is, like, about three years or so. Really? Um, lasts about three years before it starts to fade off. But um, hmm. that's why I was like, well, cool. So if I like it and I really like it, then I can have my tattoo artist go <clears> and actually <throat> do it permanently with a tattoo. Hmm. The same thing. He just draws on each individual hair and makes it legit. And obviously, he's like got half my body already tattooed, so I trust wow. him. So. Do you think they could mm-hmm. do like uh, like chest stuff probably. like that? He'd That's probably crazy. do whatever. <laughs> just yeah, fuck. just get a big patch on my back. <laughs> soul patch. On, <laughs> a soul patch on your asshole. <laughs> you just tattoo hair on my back. I just want to look like a silverback, you <laughs> know, like running Mouse. around. Mouse was like, <laughs> so you can, Mouse was like, can I microblade my part? asshole? So you can like, so you can like crawl around your house naked, like a silverback. <laughs> <laughs> like just break down a door and shit. Oh my like, God. <laughs> just walk around jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, flinging shit at your girlfriend. No. All right. So, so the podcast is taking a turn. It's taking a turn. <laughs> so what about oh. you, Vash? Have you done anything special this week? Uh, anything special? No. Uh, well, anything funny or except for like, recording on this podcast is really has, has been something I look forward to. But um, no, this week it's just been uh, a lot of work. Yeah, um, and just watching these movies actually. That's that's what I did different this week than I do normally. Which is nice. I usually don't have time for movies that that much anymore. But I do like these old flicks, and especially if I'm gonna sit down and watch a movie, it's nice to you know watch something that wasn't meant to be taken so seriously right? right like we're i mean sure it might have might not have one of the best ratings out there for a movie but i don't know somebody had an idea and they fucking made it happen right somebody like, wants oh, fuck to- you i was gonna do <laughs> it too were you really yes wow, i was about the- to start singing it and then i was i was like no i already hate myself for thinking it. <clears throat> um but yeah that's i mean that's pretty much what all i've been doing i mean this whole week has been super busy so I haven't been able to do really too too much. I did watch a couple of movies. I've been trying to do one of the action movies lately on my spare mm. time. 
like mm. really shitty old ones. Like I really just mm. want to watch like Cyborg mm. and fucking. I didn't even get to see it yet, yet but uh, Invasion USA. Right. Uh, fucking hell yeah, dude! That shit's on fucking Prime. I'm gonna watch that shit tonight. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I have a follow up to the guy who named his cat after me. Oh, really? Remember that? Yeah. So that patient that I have that named one of his kittens, like brand new kittens that this is my patient. I don't know if you've listened to that episode yet, Bash, but mm. uh, last week, one of my patients like told me he was going to name one of his new kittens after me. Oh, no. no um, he has 90 cats. <laughs> he has a house, an entire house. Uh-huh. He has two houses, one house he lives in with like a handful of cats and then an entire house that's just for cats. Yeah. That 90 mm. cats the, live in. That's the ones he eats. The ones he Probably. lives with are the ones that... Well, I saw him. He came in today, and he's like, so I have some news. I was cuddling on little baby Brittany today, and I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like, then I, was, then I was feeling around, and little Brittany's got balls. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, well, my cat's a dude. So. <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. Wait, wait, wait. First of all. I was feeling around. I know. I don't That's know. Kinda, it was a little weird, I know it's maybe I'm just a sick fuck, but. I think he was just. <laughs> so we were laying on the bed and well, I had he, a nice bottle of Chianti. And he checks them all like to make sure that they don't have like. <laughs> Some candles can- are going. Like, you know, a bottle of milk. No, he, he, check, he checks them to make sure they don't have like cancer and shit. And this is like a little kitten. Oh, yeah. Is that what he said? Whatever, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> But so I'm the sorry. cat that was named after yeah, me. A little pussy. So what's he going to call him now? Just Brit. Brit? He's going to name it Brit. Brit. And he's like, when I get a girl a girl kitten, I'll name her Brittany. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> that means he's not going to give a fuck about Brittany. Yeah, like, how does he know the difference of them? Like, when you have 90 cats, there's going to be knows. a few that look like <laughs> yeah. the others. Yeah, you no, know he, what I mean? He knows. I don't know. Does he, like, dart him? Like, like <laughs> he does he have, like, little lights on their neck cat. and shit? Probably. He's got, like, collars and shit for all of them. I don't Shock know. Shock collars like, and stuff? Just he's to pretty keep legit, him. even though he's got a million cats and it's way too many. He <laughs> takes care of them. He feeds them. He, they're all spayed he's and neutered. He's got to hook up to Alexa. He's legit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will not go outside, like, kitty. He's a single older guy. He's got nothing to do. He just takes care of a million cats. Good Any, I mean, uh, hey. That's something really cool to do, though. No, yeah. I, I'm that's, just an that's asshole. something so fucking Sorry. cool. So nice. I know a lot of people would definitely have, like, would dream of having, like, a farm for, like, lost dogs. You know what Me? I mean? Like, if it was sustainable, a lot of people of feel people. like we right. do it. I want a farm full of no, animals. Me and Christina were both saying that's really cool because, like, the amount of cats that are out here in Arizona that, like, get killed, like. Yeah, well, he rescues them, like, off the yeah. street and shit. So there's a bunch that are super feral, but, like. He takes them and gets them all spayed and neutered and fixed or whatever. They got, like, they got gangs in there. It's legit. Yeah, they got clicks and shit. <laughs> just fucking up other. Cats. They're like throwing dirt, start throwing cat litter in each other's face. It's like, yeah. come on, motherfucker! They sell crack under the streetlight. They flip quarters. Yeah, legit. Are like you clawing on my post? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think it might be time that we jump into the uh, flesh and potatoes, <laughs> guys. If you don't already know. We're going to be talking about Troll 1 and 2 today, so you're going to want to stick through this because I am not sure uh, what everybody thinks, and I know what I think, but uh, let's go ahead and jump into the flesh and potatoes of Troll 1 and 2 right now.
So I obviously we're going to go ahead and start off with the first movie that came out and then move on to the second movie. Um, Brittany did the work on this one. So you want to kick it off, Brittany? Yep. All right. So the first movie we're doing today is Troll, which was released in 1986. It was directed mm. by John Carl Beekler. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> she looked at you me did, like, you said is it that right? right? Yeah. That's a hard, I would, none of us knew how to say that damn name. Yeah, we looked it <laughs> up, <laughs> actually. Shooting in the dark. Um, who, <laughs> I know, we did, because I was like, it's Beekler. Yeah, all and I was like, wrong. I don't want to say it wrong. No, it's fucking That's Beekler. how I was born, shooting in the dark. He is mostly known, for, Jesus, he's mostly known for the Dungeon Master, Friday the 13th, number seven. The New Blood, mm-hmm. and The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Hell yeah. Mm. And it was written by Ed Naha, who wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Dollman vs. Demonic Toys, and Chud Dose. Nice. Interesting. You, I mean, yeah, that's awesome. You wouldn't think that someone who did those movies did trope one. Well, you wouldn't think no. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids for sure. For sure. Yeah, but I know, right? Chud, I mean, yeah, well, maybe. Maybe he has a thing with it, small people. Chud 2 made sense, but with yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and like that whole franchise, I was like, mm. Yeah. All right. The camaraderie of the characters in this make me think of Chud too a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Go um, ahead. Sorry. Basically, just a little idea about what this story or what this movie is about, in case you guys aren't familiar, is a wicked troll king in search of a mythical ring that will return him to his human form invades a San Francisco apartment complex where a powerful witch lives. Hell yeah. Which. Which witch? I don't know. Which witch? (laughs) Um, There's a lot of fucking people in this movie, so I tried to... Just pick the top ones, Narrow it down as much as I could, but everybody's Mm -hmm. kind of got fun little bit roles. Sure. Um, Most importantly, it stars Noah Hathaway, who plays Harry Potter Jr. Right. Suck my fucking dick, right? Interesting name. I know. I lost my mind. I texted Alex. I'm all, Harry Potter and Harry Potter Jr.? What the fuck? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, Noah Hathaway was obviously, of course, in The NeverEnding Story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A couple of their films called Sushi Girl and To Die to Sleep. It also stars Jenny Beck, who played Wendy Potter, uh, which is mom, who is in The Canterville Ghost and Tightrope, and Michael Moriarty, who plays Harry Potter Sr., who is in a motherfucking shit ton of movies, as you guys are probably pretty familiar with. Um, but just a few are Dark Tower, A Return to Salem's Lot, and The Art of Murder. Next, it stars Shelly Hack. Oh, I'm sorry. Jenny Beck was the daughter, by the way, not the mom. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mixed mm-hmm, them up. Mm-hmm. Um, Shelly Hack, who plays Ann Potter, who's from the Charlie's Angels TV series, um, Blind Fear and Tales from the Crypt, one episode. Yeah. I th- I, she's a familiar face. I just couldn't place mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Um, and Phil, Phil Fondacaro. Fond- Fondacaro. Fondacaro, yeah. Yes. Who plays um, Malcolm Mallory, and he also does Torok the Troll. Uh, which more mm-hmm. recently you guys will probably recognize him from Evil Bong. Oh. He's also in. What Land- was he in Evil Bong? Do you know? Uh, probably a midget. Really? I don't know. Excuse me. That would be his role in every movie. Um, he's um, yeah. He's also in Land of the Dead, Phantasm Two, and Ghoulies Number Two. Nice. Okay. Um, let's see here. And last but not least, the one that I'm going to mention is Julie Louise Dreyfus. Who plays mm-hmm. Jeanette Cooper, who obviously is most well known for her role in Seinfeld. Yes. Or more currently. So weird. I forgot she was in it. I know. I was like, and she still looks really young now. Is. Like, I feel like she's aged she well. Looks the she same. looks really good. There's now. wine on the carpet, Todd. Todd. <laughs> I don't know, Margo. I don't know, Margo. <laughs> Are you going to stick a tree that side? Bend over and I'll show you. Not you. <laughs> you got some nerve. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Sorry. If, for those of you who haven't seen it, maybe it's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, Christmas really Vacation. Really good yeah. movie. <laughs> um, this movie, interestingly enough, had a budget of $1.1 million estimated. It's a lot. Which is a lot for the 80s. Yeah. Um, but opening weekend <laughs> in the United States, it made over $2 million. That's crazy. So the gross yeah. United States average for what this movie raked in was over 5 mil. Right. Which is insane. First of all, it's insane that a movie in the 80s had a $1.1 million fucking budget. Right. Blows my fucking mind. But then the fact that it made over $5 million in its time, but it made over two just in the opening weekend. That's insane. Well, and wasn't Richard Band one of the producers for this? Mm. So this was technically an Empire film, I'm pretty sure. Could be right. Yeah, which, it is Empire film. Which makes a lot of sense because he so he was having troubles with Empire, and so he kind of mm. sort of sold off everything, including the Ghoulies franchise, and it would make sense, Troll, mm, as yeah. well, yeah. considering that it mm. got handed over to someone that didn't really take too much care of blending them together. Um, right. But yeah. Put the floor over to you guys. Yeah, what did you think, Vash? Vash I'm going to get your opinion oh. and everything Yeah, tell first. us your background oh. on this and why. This is, by the way, guys, Vash picked this this movie, and we decided to bring in <laughs> Troll 2 as a bonus. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're, they're very different. They're not really related to one another. But, uh, yeah, uh, so this movie, although not scary now, I w- it terrified me as a kid. Um, just the practical effects. Like the people turning to cocoons and skin bubbling and all that it was just gross. Yeah. And the music was something that stuck with me that I'd hear like at night. It's like, oh fuck, dude. Like I couldn't take it, you know what I mean? It was just so like I could just picture that little shit standing in my closet. So something the movie this was like one of the first movies that really scared me as a kid. And so it turned into like I, I I even thought the movie like the Labyrinth with David Bowie was scary to me because of like well that's who the troll the, reminds the me of effects. yeah 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 definitely definitely yeah. And so time. I associated it with that too right like troll and uh, I don't know it was just gross like goblins and trolls were really gross to me like practical effects scares me more than CGI. Or, you know what I mean? Like, mm. that kind of shit. Well, like, puppies are fucking crazy. Leaves a mark. Yeah. So, I yeah. think some people just have weird reactions to practical effects. Some people go, yeah, I think that's it's what it not is. real, but then in the same respect, you can tell that it's there at least. Mm. Right, right. And it's like, it is a representation of something that you've probably never seen happen before anyways. Right. So this would be your closest, like, association to what it would look like. Yeah. Well, what's the then, what's the name of the, is it Hoggle? Hoggle's the oh. name of the troll in... Um, but if you should need us... Right? Am I right? Yes, dude. Hoggle? Yes, Hoggle. That's who the troll oh, reminds yeah. me of so Kinda, much. Like, very he looks, similar. He looks so yeah. much like Hoggle. So for me, yeah. I was just like, oh, he's just an asshole. Aww. He looks so but much Hoggle, like Hoggle. He is. He is. Like, Torok is an asshole, but he's also like a little perv, too. For in, sure. In this movie, Troll. Like, it, it's weird. But Hoggle was a diamond in the rough. <laughs> he's almost well, like yeah. Hoggle was like a, a retarded Yoda. What if you should meet us? <laughs> he's a retarded <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> Yeah, Hoggle had no clue what he was doing in that labyrinth. But that's the, <laughs> the first time I saw the actual troll, like when, you know, Jenny's down in the, or whatever her name is. Uh, Wendy. Wendy's when, down, Wendy's in, the down basement, in the basement. Yeah. yeah, in the laundry room or whatever. I was like, looks like Hoggle. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even talk. He's like, oh. He's like, it's, just so, it's just so He's weird. Like he reacts skeezed. to moaning well, with everything. What did you, uh, what did you think of this movie, though? Like after watching it again? 
as they're watching it again, I understood why I was creeped out. You know what I mean? And it's so ridiculous now because they're like, you just kick that little shit in the ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like, just drop kick him against the wall. Because it's not like he's coming after you at night. Right. It's really interesting. He's approaching people in like really defensible positions. Like, well, he was uh, appearing around them too. So he was, he was. But it, it, you know, he could have done it at night or something when they're asleep. But he like took. It's interesting. Torog would take these people on like broad daylight because he's got that little ring. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he just gives like the most insane and creepy smile. Yeah, it's like that everything. shitting grin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you ain't. You ain't. Yeah. Who wants a pickle? Like a fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna. I just a ate a prick. sour lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. He looks like like the Joker consistently. It's ridiculous, but um, I I still love the movie. I have it has like a nostalgia effect for me. So even when I watch it now, I'm still kind of creeped out by it. But um, I do really really enjoy the one thing I like more. Well, not th- maybe I like more. One thing I can appreciate from an attempt on this movie is like they did kind of like have like a lore and a little. Um, they had a book and they had pages and a little story for it and I feel like that's more than maybe a lot of movies might want to do right. or try to do especially with like I don't know this this film is so odd right like it's just happening in an apartment complex and the witch just happens to live in the same apartment complex Right. I don't know there's like some backstory that I was missing but which I think could have been included could probably make this film a little better and probably could have made it a little funnier and scarier there's some more backstory to the, to like the troll and the character because he right. seems like he could be comical too right right especially, so, especially yeah. when he's the girl as the girl he's he's like he has like a fucked up sense of humor you know what I mean yeah no I agree yeah it's it's kind of teeters on the line there of like scary and comedy you know because it's really silly and stupid and it is it is silly it's like really family friendly like one way and then in another (laughs) way it's like what the fuck (laughs) i know dude you're like why did this go like rated r (laughs) for a second here you know what i mean (laughs) one looks like old logan old man logan yeah yeah, all of the like creatures kind of look like uh like people i would like 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 actors or something that the the pig one looks like ron jeremy (laughs) <laughs> oh wow like he does yeah right. that dude have you seen ron jeremy right now he he's just not looking good <laughs> i know like, not I that haven't. he was a good looking dude anyways but he, he's he's not looking yeah good. you know back in the day though you know <laughs> yeah. he back yeah. in the day he just looked like a troll he, oh, he looked like a hedgehog to me <laughs> i don't know i don't know never been attracted. <laughs> I, i've never been like looked at him and found him attractive like, <laughs> no I, no exactly. one has <laughs> i mean but you can have a neutral attraction to someone and then you can have like a grotesque attraction to someone like a reaction right i feel like that's what what happens with ron jeremy I really like the movie too. I've always fondly remembered it, and I've I've been like you, Vash. Like it kind of did scare me a little bit as a kid because it was just like right. creepy, and like these people turn into these things, and it was really greasy. Right, and, and it's like kind of part yes. evil, part greasy. part fucked up, and like you know with the practical creature effects design. So you know, kind of it can kind of freak you out. It kind of scared me. That scene of them changing into these creatures and shit right. kind of reminded me and made me feel the same way I did when I saw Gremlins in the first one, where they're meta- mm. you know mm-hmm. they change up in Billy's mm-hmm. room and they're all greasy and right like that shit. E- even like the color scheme, right? Like the color palette. It's all right. like these dark like browns and earthy tones, right? Yeah, like there's nothing creepy. bright or happy. So it has like like even in this movie. It, the place just feels dark, right? Like there's right. like no sunlight. And I feel like most of Gremlin, like in in like in comparison, like you're making, it's usually like you know, and when they're at the bar, it's all like dark and grimy and shit. And 
don't know. It gives that like a looming effect in this movie that's always like dark in the apartment, right? Like it feels like there's no escape out of that place. Yeah. I also feel like it has like a house two vibe to it. There's a Mm. lot in common with it because there's like different rooms that open up into essentially one world. Right, right, right. It is different worlds. So not as, not nearly as comical as like house two, but still similar um i love that they had like a ton of different creatures in the movie which made it feel like thick with like life it did and even some of them look kind of silly but i still really like seeing creatures in the flesh or latex i guess right right exactly like someone took the time to make it you know what i mean right it just feels like like it's alive a little bit you know like the cantina scene like and stuff like that (laughs) exactly exactly. i don't know it's just one of those things but and also like troll the torok the troll in the movie has a weird like affiliation i don't know he just looks at them just really in in i don't know it's, it's almost said it like right i think he looked like hoggle too yeah, look yeah. Yeah. He, he would just like look and smile and then be surprised at what he was saying and it was just it was creepy and then he was also like giving him kisses on the forehead like if they were his children i don't know it right just, yeah he was like all petting him yeah. yeah 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 exactly hello my lovely out. flower i know that's precious <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, there is kind of some typical tropes in the movie that you kind of expect and see from a mile away. But even still, it's still a real memorable movie, little tiny movie with a bigger budget that you, that, a way bigger budget than you would have ever expected. So right, for right. the idea. Yeah, that, that's why, that's why when Brittany had mentioned the budget in my head, I'm like, it's crazy, sure, that a movie has that budget in the 80s, but also this movie doesn't reflect 1.1 million. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, and then I can't, I can't comment for much for a practical effect and how much it probably did cost. Like, a just ton for of all that of that. Had to have gone but, to the puppet making. Uh, it's probably, so but I don't know. A million, dude. Like, because those pu- there's a lot of those fucking puppets, though. What did you think, Brittany? Uh, I had fun with it. I enjoyed it. It was cute, but I didn't. For me, I was like, "This is like a little fantasy movie." It's it like is a kids fantasy movie. I can. I this is the first time I watched it at my like ripe old age of twenty seven. So <laughs> I've never. Right, I never saw effect. it as a kid, but I feel like if I saw it as a kid, I probably would have been a little weirded out too. But for me, going back and watching it, I'm like, to me, it's not scary. It's not horror. It's right. kind of more fantasy. Right. but it was in i mean it was fun it was a cute movie yeah i liked it in the end i was like this is kind of adorable <laughs> like, right, it's like really it, sweet. It's but i can see how it gets weird to if you watch it as a kid i can yeah. see how this would freak you the fuck out yeah, yeah there's a bit of a nostalgia thing with it for me like i can i can understand like someone watching it for their first time being like eh, yeah i mean it's okay <laughs> yeah yes. like i don't know why you're so hot about it like <laughs> yeah but it's still cool like it's a, it's a cool concept it's a cool idea it's interesting like I, I mean, and there's a lot of different characters that they incorporate in it, and everybody right. makes sense and everything works. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, yeah, it's a little little silly, but it's still cool. Yeah. And I would have thrown my little sister out of a fucking window if she acted like that around me. But <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, like, Whatever, you stupid <laughs> like, bitch. <Bink. laughs> he was scared of her. He was though. terrified of yeah, her. Dude, and he, I'm like, bro. He sat through a lot of shit, dude. He did. Like, when she was sitting there and she revealed herself as a troll, right? And it's like. If you see that, you run back up to that witch's house. Right. You don't just yeah. sit there and fall asleep. Yeah, I'm going to go back to sleep while this creature is like next to I know, yeah. dude. He just, he's reading a magazine as a troll and he just looks at him and he smiles at him. Dude. Yeah, he's like, like, which yep. bitch? Help me out here. Well, let's give everybody a little bit of context for those that Sorry, haven't yeah. seen the movie a little bit. So essentially a whole family moves into this apartment complex in New York, right? San Francisco. Oh, it's San Francisco. In San Francisco, That's Francisco right. yeah. 
So they move into this apartment complex. They're pretty much the odd family because everybody else is like single and stuck in their ways, pretty much. They don't like, have kids. Right. Yeah, like nobody, there's no kids in the place. There's no families in the place. Oh, I missed a mention for an actor. Which Who, I which totally one? I totally meant to mention. Oh, Sonny, Sonny Bono. Bono, yeah. Yeah, Sonny Bono, Sonny Bono is yeah, yeah. He plays like the bachelor, like Which is so funny hilarious. because he becomes a tree and he also died by one. <laughs> Jesus Jesus Christ I'm you're, sorry I had to, you were waiting for that yeah, no I wasn't actually oh. I thought of it just now <laughs> but yeah I can't believe I forgot to mention him God little God. little tidbit about him he was married to uh, Cher and he's actually the father of the American activist uh, Chaz Bond oh yeah yeah, yeah no he uh, it's, it's like hard to see him then because when I was a kid, watching Sonny Bono was a way different experience than seeing him in this movie. When he plays such a piece of shit, right. like, greasy motherfucker. In yeah. Like, <laughs> How was it, baby? Ugh. He's like, when I'm trying to bone you... down up here. Yeah, like, he's like, when I'm trying to swing, kid. these yeah. kids <laughs> might get in my way, you jive. I was like, ew. Like, what <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? Well, I'm Sonny, just trying to fuck. But, yeah. I, but like, I got you, babe. Like... Calm down. Like, it was so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so this whole family moves in and Sonny Bono is one of the guy that we're talking about. He plays the character. I don't remember his name, to be honest. Patrick I'll Dickinson. tell you. They, yeah. Fish, Fishbowl Mr. Keys Dickinson. McGee, whatever his what name is. <laughs> I know I wrote it down. Yeah. Peter, Peter Dickinson. Peter Dickinson. Dick in son. Wow. Dick in son. Poor, poor yeah. Sonny Bono. They know. Yeah. Do you believe in come? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of control. I'm yeah, sorry. We're fired. Sorry. So sorry. <laughs> sorry. Did you know he was in hairspray? Because I didn't. Yeah. I don't. I, I think I do remember. He was like one of the teachers or something. I don't know. He was in hairspray and he was in the love boat. Anyway, so this family moves into this fucking house. Everybody's kind of like pretty welcoming. Everyone's really different. You know, you got the like, you got the like army guy who was in the military. who was like extremely conservative. Uh, yeah, he was in Vietnam. That's right. Yeah. And then you got um, like the old lady who's kind of a bitch. And she's she's like real crass with everybody. Uh, then you got like these this younger couple who are kind of like, you know, they're just normal, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then there's like the little person who was in um, Ghoulies 2. He's a professor. Yeah, Malcolm professor. Murray. Mal- what is M- Malcolm, Malcolm Murray? Yeah. Malcolm Murray. And Mallory. Murray. Yeah, Malcolm Murray. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I always loved him in any of the movies yeah, I saw him in. And he has a really amazing part in this. That was really yeah, kind of he heartfelt. Like I was like, "Oh man, man, that's really." That, I'm not like, gonna lie. I, I do think he. Uh, him, there are some really well written scripts for some like characters, right? Right. Like Eunice the witch. She's written really well. Like I like her dialogue a lot, actually. That's why I feel like this movie could have been better. Right. You know what I mean? In in certain regard, because I think um, she does a really really good job, and so does Malcolm Murray. It had just, uh, a lot of opportunities to like be its own labyrinth right mm-hmm. that's you know? very true yeah that's it, a good point. it really did and it's it kind of it fell a little short but at the same time it i mean it, it was still cool yeah i mean for the time it came out i mean if i was if i watched this during a kid I, when i was a kid i would have liked it a little a lot more i'm sure but i still enjoyed it as an adult even in mm. 2018 sure <laughs> no i mean i i still enjoyed old. it i'm glad i own both of them <laughs> yeah i liked it i like it like and, and to can give you guys who are listening a better understanding of the context of the whole situation what happens after these family move in is that their daughter disappears but they don't know that she disappears 
because she goes down into the basement where all the washing machines are and there's a troll that made it through a portal of some sort and he like grabs her and then replaces her with him like he can change his body into looking like her so that his like family a seven-year-old girl. yeah and and her family doesn't give a shit about her enough to know the difference so no yeah, she's she's brother. really having Clearly. issues yeah socially <laughs> and they don't give a fuck yeah about what's happening to that little girl so yeah and she's just wrecking shit in the beginning like and then she's like i'm yeah. godzilla like first of all yeah, how dude. the fuck did the troll know about godzilla <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He's got some television down there. In that right. Laundry. He's ready. That's all we do in fantasy land, motherfuckers. <laughs> but I'm like, your, your kid's got ADHD. You need to fix it. Yeah. No, dude. Like, it's I just know that if I tried to do something like that, I would have been Fuck, my disciplined. My dad would have beat like, my I ass. Like, I would have got my ass whooped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying is that shit, she got away with a lot. I was surprised. Yeah. How much, what she, she was throwing shit. She was breaking shit. She bit her dad. And they just fucking made mac and cheese fetter and put her to bed. I know. I'm like, what bullshit is this? I would have got my ass beat and went to bed with no fucking dinner. And I grew up in the right. 90s. Punishment, dude. At I least I'm kind of I don't know. You know like, you probably, you probably would have sped up this whole movie if you would have disciplined that troll. Did you? Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is some pretty interesting trivia on this. Did you want to kick it off with some of that? Sure. So, the thing that I found the most interesting, actually, about this movie was John Carl Beekler's original story treatment for this movie is so much better really? than the final product that they did. In his original story, he wanted Torok to be a monster who systematically killed off all the inhabitants of the building slasher movie style, hmm. which I honestly am like, yes. That's awesome. This as long as me. they would have had that music playing. Right. How's that my gosh? Sigurd Frigger. Herba Herbo way. The producer I tried on the looking movie. up the lyrics on that thing, um, and it's hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Just letting you know. Sorry, Brittany. And, sorry. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It's the, that song. Go sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the producer, Charles Band, um, actually wanted to create a PG-13 movie, so they altered the story and introduced the fantasy element to it. Mm. Kind of took, and which I'm like, that took away from everything. Like it made it cool and interesting right. for kids, but then it took it away from making this a, like a horror movie. Hey, it was the money man. Would have been awesome, but at the same time, of course, he wants to make a PG-13, so he'll make more money. Yeah, well, and yeah, that's where course. around home video time. So it's like, you know, that's how you made a lot of money. Right. Yeah, so, everyone should remember, like in Blockbuster, like I couldn't rent a rated R movie. Like I could have a card, you know what I mean, but I'd have to show ID <laughs> to get a rated R movie if I wanted to go rent something. I never had that issue. Yeah. I'm not stupid. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you were born a couple years before me, so I don't think you ever had to show them. Well, it should have been harder back then. <laughs> oh shit! They didn't have IDs when I was born. <laughs> you just showed a picture of your face. Back in 1942. Back in my day, we used to punch each other to know how we knew each other. I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, did you know that this was uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus' film debut? This Golden no, Nugget? Really? Was her first? Well, she filmed another movie at the same time, but this came out first. 
Hmm. So this is technically her big debut, first film debut, um, yeah. which she is admitting, admittingly extremely embarrassed of. Most people um, are. Yeah. She yeah. did an episode, yeah. episode twenty one, actually. She did an episode where she was interviewed by Jay Leno. An episode of what? The Jay Leno show. Oh, Jay, Jay Leno, Leno show. Right, okay. where he the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, to be more specific. But he <laughs> he fucking drudged up the her connection to this film and like brought a fucking clip when he had her on, and she was so fucking visibly annoyed. About it that she would not like entertain shit that he was saying. Oh and no! It, it's fucking comical. We're gonna when have you, to look this up and find it. When you watch it, like yeah. it, she is like so visibly fucking frustrated about it, and she then so right. she admittingly like later on comes out to just be like, yeah, I'm embarrassed by like my work on this movie. But yeah, she I mean she's almost. Fu- I mean this pictures of her because she's almost fucking fully nude. Right. right. Yeah. Like right, you just right, see yeah. like she's practically wearing yeah. a g string. She yeah. becomes a fairy. Yeah. And she's practically wearing a fucking, like, you know, plant G-string or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, dude. Only no that, soup for when you. she's turning, Turok is sitting there like she's a stripper. Right. And he's just, like, nodding his head like he's a, he's a G just sitting there and just watching her, like, twirl around well, and looking pre- like Eve. I'm pretty sure, like, an actual, like, st- like, a photo from her set work on this, like, right. went into a magazine where she was, like, topless. Mm-hmm. And Fuck. so it caused a little bit of controversy for her, like first so starting out. Yeah. And so I can imagine, like, no, I learn. can understand why she would be embarrassed of her work on this because it kind of started her off on the wrong foot a little bit. Right, right. So, right. you know, that makes complete sense to me. But yeah, the first time I saw her, I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> Side yeah, note, I don't even watch that show, but I know who Elaine is. Yeah, everyone knows. I think I think she's a household face. She pretty much is. But then I know her more Or ass, deep. I guess now. Or ass, yeah. But- <laughs> Veep is a more recent show that she works on, but um. So another thing, while the film is not short at all on any hideous or no. disgusting creatures, no, Torok is actually the only troll that appears on screen. Oh yeah, the other that's creatures true, are yeah. just fray, fay folk, nymphs, and goblins, little fairies, and magical or beings, pretty yeah. much just little magical creatures or whatever. He's the only yeah. actual troll, um, except for the when they transformed the. The little person into an elf, into yeah. a little elf, Which, and he's super fucking mm-hmm. creepy. I, you know what's yes, so weird about he that? Too though? much like him. Trolls yeah, are so, so different in any of the fantasy things. Like some in some mythology or whatever you want to call it. In like like Skyrim, they're these gigantic fucking things. In right. fucking The Witcher Three, they're gigantic things. It and depends like, on what mythology. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like they they yeah. they change and transform to whatever mythology that is speaking of them because traditionally trolls are like your underbridge under bridge. yeah your underbridge kind of like That's assholey true. characters that try and give you some riddles so you can pass like when you ask somebody right, what a yeah. troll is that's, that's what they think of they're that's like that's my first envision right. now that i think of it yeah because the story of the troll under the bridge exactly like right. paying the toll you got to pay the troll. the toll you can figure out the fucking riddle so you can right. pass you gotta otherwise you're going to fucking eat you yeah the troll toll or to and get then into this voice so. that translates to common day or right. current day or whatever where you call people trolls on the internet because all they do is Just hide under a bridge fucking hide under a bridge and fuck with you all fucking yeah. day long that's all they fucking do well i think everybody has a degree of troll in them but yeah. every mythology has a different version of a troll basically right. but the general idea and consensus of when you talk about you ask someone what is a troll they think of the story with what is it the three goats but you, you know what? Yeah, I'd tell you that gruff. that's Billy goats probably gruff. changing yeah. now. That's yeah. probably changing now. The image of troll is definitely changing now. For sure, for but sure. it's, it's still the same. Troll, it's still the same like shitty computer. person lying in wait. Right, exactly, to fuck exactly. With you. 
Yeah, exactly. now it's just a guy wearing a like really mm. tiny shirt with a mug on his yeah, desk. Now it's just because a... like there's never been the word troll in the fucking news, right? Right. Prior to like the last five years. The past five years. And right. so now it's like in the news. And so it's gonna be a household name representing something else no longer. Well it's like, like a it's a term that's become relevant. It's right, in right. common that's outdated. media. Well now it's yeah. overused so much I forgot the original Billy Billy Goat's Billy Gruff, Gruff. like yeah. whatever story. Which is a that always that story always creeped me out. Me too. <laughs> Like well, when I was a kid, I was like, "Like, what is this? Why do I need to know this? Like, do, <laughs> do I not cross bridges? Because fuck that! I'm gonna let them go. Don't fucking eat them, you piece of shit! Like, <laughs> goddamn, they're just trying to get to the other side, be their family or whatever the fuck they were doing. It's so fucking rude. Um, so, oh, I don't know. Maybe so mad. But you guys, the troll song. Can we talk about the troll song? Fuck yeah! I, I wrote it down was? just in case. Um, so the troll song, aka Cantos Profane, which is the actual name for Prof- it. Pro- yeah, it's profane, weird. This profane. 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 profane yeah, um, profane. it was recorded prior to shooting yeah. the movie, and it did set the tone, um, pretty much for the rest of Richard Band's musical score. Okay, which is the brother of uh, Charles Band. Charles Band, the producer. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the characters were supposed to perform it as a full-blown production number. Um, however, due to the limitations in the low-budget puppets. They had to grunt along to the music, which pisses me the fuck off because I'm like, this was a $1.1 million fucking movie. Yeah. Where did all your fucking money go? I thought what it would have gone to low budget puppets. And... Like, yeah, exactly. What the that fuck? Like, you couldn't off. make them sing together? Like, that would have been so fucking cool. Well, they kind of do. Like, the ones <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, well, like. Yeah. Like, one. Creepy. Like, maybe one in, like, each individual set scene of right. the puppets actually sings but the rest is grunting along they don't actually sing it's depressing well yeah and the words on this by the way I looked it up because and there's not many places that you can find this no. because mm-hmm. it, a lot of it is gibberish and there's only one not one line but one verse of it that you can even make sense of mm-hmm. and it's like time of tempest too he has heard of this pierce of weary aching pain time on herba 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 way tempest he have heard of this piercing very achy pain joy herba herba way herba way tempest yeah it's ridiculous Dude, that song is fucking great man it's creepy though man because it's on. like you hear these acapella voices and shit and you look and they're just these fucking hideous fucking gobbles with like fucking eight legs and shit and right i don't yeah. know it's just gross so that song, uh, I like. I just one one time before me and Christina have sex, I'm just gonna put that on oh my God. and come dancing in like fucking what's her name from uh, so Seinfeld. Like, totally fucking something mouse with, with my flip flap coming around like <laughs> flip flapping around, <laughs> just be frolicking around, just sound like a bowl of jelly like dancing to some like <laughs> drum music. <laughs> mouse would totally fucking do that to me too. Now he's gonna listen to this and get an idea. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Herba, herba, way. Herba, herba. She's gonna be like, please stay away. Like. If any of you listening out there are fans of the movie The Dungeon Master, you will notice that the rat spit puppet was recycled for this movie. Pay attention. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen The Dungeon Master, so I don't I, fucking know. I have, but I don't know how long it's been. Yeah, well, the rat spit puppet was hmm. recycled and used in this. Interesting. Just, just, just an FYI. Yeah, this still should have been a slasher movie. I would have been so excited. Well, there's yeah. only there's only one other thing that I can think of that for the trivia that we can add. Which is? The J.K. Rowling thing. That is not even trivia. Yeah, it is. Hell yeah, it's okay. trivia. Go for it. Why don't you don't think it's like an interesting subject? Nah, go for it. Tell me. Tell me. Wow, man. Thrill me. Why is you're it like, You're like ready to combat me or something. I'm ready. <laughs> 
Tell me. Um, no, like uh, the filmmakers, John Beekler and Peter Davey uh, signed an Academy Award winning actress, Patricia Arquette, to star in their animated remake of Troll mm-hmm. called Troll, the Rise of Harry Potter Jr. And so the same name as the J.K. Rowling's thing. But before that, they had issues with each other before, but never addressed it and just kind of like blew it off. But now that they're putting out this animated movie called Troll, the Rise of Harry Potter Jr., uh, it's been kind of stirring some things. And this is literally still coming out, by the way. Um, Warner Brothers actually came out and J.K. Rowling called Beekler and Davies claims ridiculous and the studio has released the following statement we will vigorously defend our intellectual property rights and challenge any unlawful attempt to capitalize on extraordinary success of the Harry Potter franchise as we told the filmmakers years ago yeah unfortunately they're not going to be able to call it that no they're going to still call it oh they'll probably get in trouble (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know I mean, if she they, really they will care enough. I don't give a shit what she thinks. They came up with the name first. Well, it was first. So. Yeah. yeah, they were first by every by every means, but I don't know how far or how deep she could lose. I it. mean, it's, it's I don't know even how deep Harry Potter Jr. Right, but I don't know how deep their fucking like copyrights and shit go. Well, or she was the first to copyright of, it, but right. he also has proof that it came out of intellectual property, which I completely understand. Right, however. I think if he wanted to be a dick, he could still make money out of that. Oh, totally. You know what totally. I mean? And but I yeah, would. You'll, you'll never take down fucking J.K. Rowling and the Harry Potter franchise. Oh, she'll bend, Sorry. though. She's going to fucking hand him she money, will. though. She's she'll be giving care. him like $30 million. Well, yeah, Sorry. Because that's like wiping her ass in the m- one morning. Sure. $30 million. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's kind of a little outspoken sometimes. She's... Yeah, but she's fantastic. Like, so don't, don't, uh, She might be a good I... writer, but I think she sometimes like speaks too quickly. I understand. But at the same time, you've got to understand like she's in a completely different world in comparison to everybody in the United States. Like, she probably never even heard of this fucking movie when she came up with it, and it's just a name. Uh, I have some difficulty believing that, and this is part of the reason I wanted to bring it up. I honestly, like, there I are, out. There are a couple of things in the story that are very similar. For one, <laughs> yeah, the, the witch, the witch is a perfect example of a Harry Potter character. There's totally, like, there There are some blogs and posts from people that's, that claim that this is Harry Potter's true, like, origin story. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. And I'm but... like, you're fucking, in, you're, you're an idiot. Yeah. You're fucking idiot i'm sorry but i like, still think that there is it's possible that she saw and she you know you sometimes see things and not realize it when you do it i highly doubt it but i can see a possibility mm. being there but i i don't are you worried so. that that this takes away from her no. quote unquote genius because no, i not at all i don't see anything wrong with it i think she still created the stories it's a name it's a name yeah exactly that's but, all it is it's the only link that it has it's a fucking name intellectual and it's like property which is exactly why they should be able to do the movie right like i don't i don't that's what I'm saying. Like they shouldn't even go after mm-hmm. them. Mm-mm. Like if it yeah, if it helps unfair. them sell it, like I don't see that's her. their her fault. She should have checked it. Like I don't, I don't see them if they wanted to cash in on the Harry Potter name. I think they would have done it earlier, right? Like I, when I, it was I completely agree. when it was like hard. Yeah, oh, they like were people yeah. lining outside of the outside of the Barnes and still, Nobles. You know it's still I mean? just as hard as it was ten years ago. I will. I'm sure, you. but I mean, it's it's still not just, the talk of the town right now, oh, right? No, like no, no one's lining it, up for Harry Potter. It's not in the news. Yes, they are. <laughs> I will. I'm a huge fucking Harry Potter nerd. So Uh-oh, look out. I will tell you. Yes, yes, they absolutely are. Because anytime anyone does anything Harry Potter related, and she just did the the cursed child play book whatever um it's barely a, a little over a year old ish at this point 
when she released it, like, everything Harry Potter is still super fucking wildly lined up for and talked about, and everybody fucking loves it. They have clothing lines specifically released that they just recently did within the last couple of months on, like, big major retailers. Well, so they are still very much, like... In any... I meant more towards, like, casual fans, right? Right. Right. I can can see that, but even even casual fans, like, still, I mean, like, Mm. Hot Topic and Torrid have two... have specific lines for... Harry Potter themed anything. I'm just saying intellectual rights uh, still hold weight. They hold well, some weight wrong. and she's going to be paying a big chunk of money to those people, especially since she's kind of like thrown some like ill will towards their way a little bit. I think she states that she came up with the idea for the young wizard story. It came fully formed, as she said, quote unquote, into her mind while on a train trip to man from Manchester to London back in 1990. So, well, she, and I think it was, the, I think the, the show that she was watching on the train was Troll. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> all, all, all her story, like it, what it came from her stories were bedtime stories that she would, that she told. Yeah. And people I were feel like, like it's totally possible for them to be completely independent. Yeah. I, completely, I, I, could, I yes. could totally see because. That's I, exactly what I'm saying. I, it's like, it's yeah, too, she's. I could totally see that. Yeah. I mean, United States and then. I don't think she's going to let Europe. it go. I don't think this she's going to let it go. This movie is not deep. There's not enough it's depth to this movie agreed. to say she took but it. But there is opinion. a lot of really big casts that are going to be in this animated movie, though. And it's, oh, right, and right, it's right, actually, right. it was just in Deadline uh, just about four Four days ago. I fucking love Patricia Arquette, so like you, mm. I was sold on that. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see it now, just because. But anyway, uh, do you, let's go. We've like really fucking milked the shit out of this yeah, one, yeah. so um, let's get into our <laughs> yeah, favorite scenes and try to jump through a few of them that we we like. I wrote a few down. Definitely. I mean, we're probably going to double up on some. So I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna let Vash go to this. Vash, tell us what your favorite scenes are of this movie. So it's like a favorite, like, love-hate scene because it's just still as previous when I saw it as a kid was when uh, Torok goes up to uh, the swingers room, uh, Patrick Dickinson. Yeah, Sonny. And, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, as the girl, right? And Yeah, as the girl. He goes up there as a the girl and she just lets herself into his place and she's hide-and-seek with him and he just wants her ass out because he wants to score, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's just expecting to score all the time. And so... He, t- he jumps in, he looks at her, and it's the troll. He turns into the troll behind the sofa. For some reason, he likes surprising people that way. <laughs> he likes to like, hide and hide somewhere and then turn into a troll. And when he turns him, he turns him into like this seedling, right? Like uh, it He's just, like a giant turd. Yeah, it's so gross. He just <laughs> yeah, touches him weird. with his ring. And then like his arm starts boiling up. Like His skin starts ripping apart like... And he starts getting really plump and just like sweating and his eyes roll back into his head. And it's like, damn, like I f- that was like really vivid <laughs> as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then he just slowly turns into like what you said, Brittany, into like a turd-like scene. Yeah. And the whole time, Turok is just like looking at it, just smiling. It was just so gross. And it opens up. Yeah, that is a good scene. Yeah, it actually, that's kind of what... They did really good editing on it, too, because, you know, matching all those together, all the different changes, wasn't easy. And they did more than just, like, two, you know, which... Right, they did, like, six. Yeah, like, six stages. So, like, they really kind of went all out, I thought. The face started going away slowly, you know what I mean? Like, he still had, like, eyebrows and shit, which made it really (laughs) creepy, because you saw it, like, just turning... And it was just so gross. And he still had, like, his robe on. It was so disgusting. It was so disgusting. It has such a lasting impact. Like, that, to me, set the tone for the whole movie. Right. How gross, like, this thing was going to be. 
you know, one of the one of the scenes that I thought, and it just this is a precursor to the scene that I'm about to tell you about. But like, there was a part where you know the 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 little girl, the troll, gets saved by Malcolm from pulling her out of the street, and they become friends because of it. And the the troll, which is you know not the girl, thinks he's a troll or some sort of magical creature he's because he's little. Yeah, he's an elf. He thinks it's an elf. Yeah, and then. <laughs> like and Brother then and, and then somehow the like kid invites him to dinner like a grown man right which i right. thought was a little weird you know like <laughs> especially because he shows up with a bottle of wine right yeah, yeah they're like they got a glass of milk <laughs> like, for damn, him dog. She have chocolate like milk. they're just standing yeah. next to each other she's a glass like of a chocolate couple. milk yeah it just looked i still want to drink that shit i just thought it was yeah, a little weird but like bitch give me that chocolate but milk. it was funny because <laughs> they're like oh she's bringing a little friend over and then, He's like, like yes. a little friend. Yeah, she's all sprinkling. <laughs> she grabs some bird seed and throws it on the ground. <laughs> that scene was fucking ridiculous. Like, what like, the I, fuck? Like, chill out, lady. She little. was like really weird about it too. No, though. It, but that's let's le- legit though. Like in that I guess, scene, yeah. like that's. I mean, it. even people now react like that to little people, which is fucking ridiculous. Right. But, like, right. They just want to be treated like a normal person. Yeah. Well, they are because they are a normal person. <laughs> like they're a fucking person. Like everybody else, they're just like short. You know. Like well, fuck. now they are. Yeah. Jeez, like. <laughs> It's fucking ridiculous. But the scene that I'm that leads up to this though, like the girl, the troll, whatever, the troll in the girl's body goes up to to Malcolm's house and then knocks on the door and then comes in and then Malcolm tells the story of how he wished he was an elf when he was younger because the troll's trying to convince him so he can change him by willingly because he because the troll likes him so much. So it's like a really super sentimental and an excellent performance by uh, what's his name? Fondacaro, uh, Phil Fondacaro, he who plays Malcolm. But, yeah, yeah. But and then, he also plays Turok. And then they turn, you know, Malcolm into a little, little Malcolm, which looked just like him, but it was a little <laughs> just, weird. It's like really little baby Malcolm. Creepy. It was just really gross. Yeah, and it was all like. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, dude, like you just Kill made him smaller, you asshole! Like, out of all of the, <laughs> you know I mean? all of the fucking puppets and like puppetry that they use there, like he was the fucking creepiest. I yeah, like, he, I would he, fucking drop like kick. He that had shit. a, it was a baby with a mustache. Yeah, it was, gross, was a fucking was baby so with disgusting. a mustache. Like you wanted to right. swaddle him or you wanted to fucking drown <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, dude, like you just want to throw that shit There's, in like a bag. Yeah, and you, fucking. You swaddle throw it, it or you drown it. There's no in between, like murder yeah, or swaddle. Christ. Like that, that's yeah, it. Dude. And I wanted to fucking murder it. I was like, I drown that. <laughs> yeah, I would drown that shit in a bathtub. Like, like twelve stomps deep. No fucking thank you. It was so uncomfortable, and I hated it. Like the little pig puppets. I was like, oh, they're cute. But you know what, though, honestly, that scene, Deacon uh, Alex, um, is is really interesting to me. They give like Turok some character, right? Like, right. Um, he he he, has he in, in the girl form, he feels like he says a line. He's like, "You seem so comfortable in the world around you." You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's he's just like that was something deep. And <laughs> Malcolm was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. He's like seven years old, right? Yeah, and he yeah. took like a liking to him. It wasn't like I wanted to hurt you. He's like he was almost like, "Let me let me try to give you something." thing you wanted right it was, it well and like in a way a, it was a good thing because he was dying it was yeah like a he was dying friendship yeah. essentially that they like formed yeah exactly in that moment, which I'm like, exactly it's a little fucking creepy for like a seven-year-old and an adult male 
to have this right. like, weird understanding. Well, nowadays, nowadays, especially. But I mean, I guess it's completely different back then. Well, it also wasn't a seven year old. At least it was a troll. Yeah, it was a that troll. Was, like, exactly. That's why you have to yeah. try and like separate that. Yeah, he's, exactly. Like, this is this is a troll. This is probably he's probably like you know hundreds of years or whatever older essentially than he right. is, and they see this similarity between mm-hmm. each other. But yeah, it was cool because they gave um, the troll's character a lot of depth in those yeah, moments in and you, you kind of were able to sympathize right mm-hmm. like it's not as malicious as you think yeah you you don't hate right. him as much right so hoggle's not as hated yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have another favorite scene uh i yeah can we julia louise dropped his butt like, yeah oh, that's hello. your favorite no it's not my favorite but her worst moment scene. of her life you're so yeah, 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 drudging favorite. that right back up bitch drudging it right back up i'm putting this on twitter but no it was, it was uh I no, it was is a good. Her butt looks great. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she is really young, and it was weird. I was like, oh wow, like she's she like, was annoying naked. as fuck. Yeah. I would have set right, her on right. fire too. <laughs> she I'm wasn't like, freaky whole, or weird. Ah, or anything. No, it was weird. Ah, I'm like, I stop fucking so. laughing, bitch. Damn. Like, when she funny. let her boyfriend into her room, and he his first look was like he was like this is some kinky shit, and then he got like scared. He's terrified. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. she he's like there's trees growing in um, this apartment and she just runs off like a neanderthal into the woods <laughs> <laughs> and he follows her like, yeah who the fuck dude. follows her like, yeah, into I mean, a forest some, what fucking crazy person he does that her. like my ass he first loves of her. all i would have never fucking entered that bitch's apartment he, he stood outside well, it's for his like, apartment isn't it no it's hers oh i thought she he stood outside yeah, yeah, it's hers. he stood outside for like 10 fucking minutes knocking on that bitch's door my ass would have been gone like i'm not gonna f- no and then as soon as the door opens by itself and nobody's there Mm-mm. Yeah, I wonder how much she paid for that. There was a lot of square footage in that forest. There was a lot so. of square footage in that forest. Like that was a never-ending forest. <laughs> the never-ending. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Which side note, by the way, Mouse fucking hates the never-ending story. Wow, hates I it. Really like that. Does he have a soul? I've never seen it. <laughs> oh really? There's two movies that everybody loves that I've never seen: Never-ending story and Grease. I wanted to ride Falcor my whole fucking life. Dude. <laughs> That's the dog dragon thing, right, right? dude? And like, yeah. if I was able to ride Falcor, I would have fucking come in my mouth. Like, it's Ew. just <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Let's give our quick final thoughts in like a sentence or two about the movie. If you want to give a score, you can. You don't have to. But Vash, we'll start with you. What do you think? Well, I think if you can find it cheap, which. It's not terribly cheap, right? Like I feel like this movie You can watch it for could be like three or four dollars, right? Like that's the most I'd probably pay for it if I wasn't a fan of it. But since I am a fan of it because I grew up with it, I paid I think I got it off of Amazon for thirteen bucks on D V D, twenty two on Blu ray. Um For both though. For both, yeah, for both Troll One and Two. And I mean the documentary. It comes with two documentaries and two movies for twenty two bucks. It was fun. It's definitely fun if you like watching either horror shows that you like to like maybe roast on or joke about. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't take itself so seriously, and that's what I like. Um, it's something that you can have playing on the background on a Saturday morning for me, but I right. also still enjoy that. So um, I think that's where it stands. If I were to give it a rating out of 10, it'd probably be like a 3. Really? You know what I mean? What? Yeah, 4. I don't I'm, know. It's I'm just really wait, 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 wait. I was 3 gonna or give it, 4 out of 10 or 5? I was going to give it more than that. I think I think in what it in what it might be to other people. No, right? no, no like, just you. 
Okay. All right. Well, I think horror affects everyone in different ways. And so this one's kind of up there for me just because of the impact it had on me as a kid. Okay. I look at it now and, you know, I watched as a child Nightmare on Elm Street and Jason. Right. You know, Friday the 13th. And I've seen those movies and although they were scary, right, to watch because you didn't know about someone who was going to get killed next. Those characters didn't haunt me in there right. as a kid. Like, well, Hanami this was did. this greasy, hairy, <laughs> disgusting troll. Just like um, the movie that we ha- we were talking about, Deacon, I can't remember, that had the uh, that uh, almost like gorilla-like creature in the crate. Oh. Uh, they brought him from Alaska. Creep show? The creep show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those kind of creatures with teeth, like critters, right? Like the mm-hmm. movie Critters. Mm-hmm. Those little creatures just drive me up the wall at night when I was a kid. I don't know why. It's nice to see a different hairy. perspective like that, you know? Cause yeah, that, and it doesn't have to be scary, right? No. No. But that makes it scary to me. I don't know. It's just teeth and blood. And, okay. Ugh. Right, I'd probably say, uh, as a, watching it as a child, I would have said it as an eight. Watching it now, I'd probably say like a six. Perfect. Just because I still think it would be scary to a kid. Right? That's exactly like where I was hoping your thoughts were going to be. So. so about a seven then for you. About sure, a seven on average. average. Yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. about a seven average score, which is perfectly fine. Um, I was completely fucking terrified of Mars Attacks when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that fucked me up. And everybody's like, it's a comedy. Why were you scared? I'm like, let me tell you, because my fucking babysitter at the time when this movie came out, I was like six fucking years old. And my babysitter locked me in a fucking room and forced me to watch it, even though I didn't want to. So I had night fucking terrors of those uh, goddamn aliens. <laughs> so and she's like banging on the door going, knock, 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 yeah, knock, <laughs> knock, 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 fuck you, bitch, damn. Like, well, what about what pissed. about this one? Anyway, but so I understand where he's coming from is what I was, what I was yeah. mentioning that for. So I, I get that. That was my terror as a child was Mars Attacks and yours was this right. movie. So I, get I think it. everyone has one. So for me, honestly, I'd give this a 6 out of 10. Okay. Like, and I just watched it for the first time now. I didn't watch this as a child. As a child, I probably would have been a little bit more frightened-ish of these characters. But mm-hmm. I still give it a solid 6 out of 10. To me, it's more of a fantasy movie. Um, to me, it's not horror. But everybody interprets mm-hmm. horror differently, as Vash also stated earlier. Right. So it's it's completely different. As a child, I can see why this is fucking completely frightening to people. So, yeah. Or to you as a kid. But yeah, to me, it's a pretty decent like hatch at a fantasy flick. It's cool. Hmm. They tried a lot of things. They did a really good job. Like It's interesting. It's entertaining. You can't right. really fault them for that. They have a fucking fantastic cast for it. While they wasted a lot of potential, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's still a decent fucking film, and right. I would watch it again. Yeah. Oh, I definitely would watch it again. I like this movie. It's a classic, like, kids' movie for me. It, it was one of the movies that I felt comfortable enough to watch again, you know, when I was scared of other movies a little bit, even though it did scare me a little bit, you know? Like, just those scenes, like, with the, the crazy, like, forest and shit like that. Like, that would freak me out a lot. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd probably be around a six, six and a half, somewhere in there. Uh, as of today, you know, like, I'll definitely watch it again it's above average for sure it's just one of those movies that i really enjoy check it out if you watched it as a kid rewatch it again as an adult yeah if you like creature feature films too and like little ones right sound off right. in the comments yeah <laughs> yo yo <laughs> well, we, we got another movie that we're going to be bringing up here and that is troll 2 aka goblins from 1990 uh it came out it was a direct sequel not really um, four not, years not later, it had nothing to do with it, but Zero. the story for me and this, I wrote this little piece for it. 
Burl Ives, the classic storyteller and singer from the classic claymation musical Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, tells the story of a ghost grandpa who stalks the shit out of a small boy who has no control over his actions and especially his parents. When he tells the child to do things that childs can't make adults do, a bunch of bad actors meet a vegan township. They eat green shit and bleed green chlorophyll from their faces. Then the goblins suck up their faces and liquid bodies, or the victims turn into trees. Are you confused? Because it's a family adventure that you will probably want to miss. So check out Troll 2. (laughs) (laughs) But no, really, uh, the story actually is a family vacationing in a small town discovers the entire town is inhabited by goblins in disguise as humans who plan to eat them. Hoo-ha. Uh, It is directed and written by Claudio Fergasso, who has done a lot of really good films that I enjoy, like Hell of the Living Dead, Monster Dog, Scalps, Zombie 3, Zombie 4 After Death, and Beyond Darkness, which I own all of them. Except, well, actually, I don't own Scalps. Uh, It was also written by his wife, Rosella Drudy who is also one of the people that helped write Hell of the Living Dead, Zombie 3, Robo War, Zombie 4, After Death, and more. Uh, hmm. Some of the cast is, most of these people are not, like, well-known. They didn't really go on to do too, too, too much, but some of them did. The little boy, Joshua Waits, who is the main character of the story. It was his first mm-hmm. role. I want to set him on fire. His name is Michael Paul Stevenson. He uh, is also the director of the documentary for this movie called The Best Worst Movie, which is amazing. Uh, He also did The American Scream, and he acted in Beyond Darkness as one of the kids in the movie, too, which I just watched. It's actually a really weird, funny movie. If you like Troll 2, I would highly recommend watching Beyond Darkness, by the way. Hmm. Um, George Hardy is in this. He plays Michael Waits, the dad. He was in Goblin 2 as the same character. They actually made another movie not so long ago within the last couple of years. He was also in a movie called House of Forbidden Secrets, Ghost Shark 2. What? Urban Shark. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't want to see. It also stars Margot Prey, who is Diana Watts. She was the mom. She did this movie and another called At Gunpoint, and that's it. Uh, She actually kind of went into hiding a little bit, and I'll tell you more about that in the trivia. Uh, Connie Young is also in this movie. She played Holly Waits. She was the sister. She was in a movie called Ice Spiders, Jupiter Landing, The Singles Ward. Also stars Robert Ormsby, who plays Grandpa. He pretty much has done nothing else, um, but he does love Family Guy. Um, it also stars Deborah Reed, who is Credence Lenor Gielgud. <laughs> however you say her name it's a made up name she's the queen of the goblins and uh, she did a bit role in the stand that's about it also stars uh, Don Packard who is the store owner and he's got a pretty interesting story on him he actually got the role after he got out of a mental institution oh and they right. and he's the creepy guy that comes around the corner that tries to sell the kid like milk nilbog milk <laughs> So, but what are your thoughts on this movie, Vash? Go ahead and shoot it off. And then we'll go to Brittany and then me. Shoot us off. Okay. Well, this story from the start lets you know. I mean, I would hope it's not an expensive. 
That's all I'm saying. A couple hundred thousand, by the way. Really? Yeah. Maybe, yeah that's about so two hundred thousand. Because it's like they show the guy frolicking through the woods. You know, Grandpa's telling the story um, of 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 the of the goblins and their kingdom, and he has this guy Peter frolicking through the woods, and he runs into a group of goblins that are literally wearing like potato sacks. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so funny. <laughs> and like party city masks. Okay. <laughs> like it is bad. Like you can see their teeth and lips through the mask. <laughs> it's hilarious in what? that way. And I think that's a great thing about this movie is that it's it's just ridiculous. It's 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 not supposed to be logical. It's not supposed to be serious. And that's probably my major take from this. And I think it does a really good job of not trying to connect the dots. Right. Right. (laughs) But still somewhat like navigating through a story. It's pretty ridiculous. It is. It's quite ridiculous. It's almost like satire. Yeah. It's very unaware of itself. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's and it's very unlike many movies that we've reviewed in the past that are completely aware of themselves. This one is not at all. What about you, Brittany? Uh, My thoughts on this movie in particular. (laughs) You're only really going to enjoy this movie to make fun of it. Yes. Quite honestly, um, from the terrible acting, the terrible effects, and the terrible story, um, you simply can't take any of this seriously at all. Right. Quite honestly, I doubt that even if you physically set any of these actors on fire, I don't think they could convince you that it actually hurt. No, that scene was. Um, so that's that's just that. That's what I've gathered on this one. Is I don't think they can <laughs> wow. sell their way out of a fucking paper bag. So are you picturing burning them? Um. Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> just curious. I'm just um, saying. In that scene when he's burning, he's uh, wearing like straight up garden gloves. <laughs> and- <laughs> He doesn't show you his face, and he me, just burns like, with his back turned. This movie is one of those that's just so bad that it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. So my suggestion is grab a group of friends, a bottle or two of your poison of choice, whether it being shit whiskey, good whiskey, whatever the fuck you drink, mm. and it better be whiskey. Let loose, have fun, or just shove a hot poker or two through your eyeballs repeatedly. <laughs> whatever works for you. <laughs> Quite honestly, I'd rather slit my own fucking throat, but... <laughs> You know, whatever. So you'll never watch this again. No, I, I will. Okay. With a group of friends, shit house, fucking hammered. Okay. Yes, I will fucking watch this yes. again. And I have yes. every intention yes. of the next girls' night that I have with my girlfriends when we do art night, which we do. We get shit house fucking blasted on whiskey, and we draw terrible fucking pictures, and it's entertaining as fuck because all my friends are fucking oh. like tattoo artists. Are you talking about what, artists? Who are you talking about? What's her name? Nicole McCord. Nicole, yeah, my she baby. already knows this. My movie. baby, I she love knows her so much. This movie. She does. She knows this movie, but she's a fucking phenomenal tattoo artist or artist in general. Like right. her shit is out of this fucking world. And then our couple other friends that come out for art night to hang out and draw. I will totally watch this movie shit house fucking drunk with these bitches any day of the fucking week, and it'll be fucking fantastic. <laughs> so I don't one of these days I feel like we should just like live stream of like us shit house. <laughs> yes, dude. Like it should be movie. like Well, we can't show the movie Science Theater 3000. No, just our reaction. You, you can't do that though. Just That's our really reactions bad thing. to a movie. We don't even uh, have to like have the sound at all from the movie. We can just do our reactions to it. It'd be shit fucking hilarious. Right, yeah. Because Nicole and I watching a fucking movie drunk together, goddamn. <laughs> well, I, I've seen this movie numerous times. There was a long lull between Troll 1 and 2 that, yes. that I actually related. saw it. 
There is, uh, it's been considered the worst movie ever. Uh, yes. It's also been considered the best movie ever. Uh, it's also been considered the best worst movie ever. And I think all of these are absolutely true. So it's, it's, <laughs> I think you can be. Yeah, it's something you have to see. It's something you probably should see with friends, like she said, and a lot of drinks or some of that devil's lettuce. You know what I mean? Because right. it is definitely a get high and fucking laugh your ass off movie. Um, I think one way or another, you're going to you're going to laugh no matter what. You're going to cringe no matter what. And you're going to remember it for the rest of your life, period. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the way this movie is. It is it is a phenomena. It is a fucking anomaly in the <laughs> fucking matrix that is somehow made its way through and morphed in bubbled and crude into the shape of Troll 2. Uh, <laughs> there really are a lot of scenes in this movie that are just completely confusing, funny, memorable. Mm. And just insanely ridiculous. Uh, it's 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 practically not even the same mythos of the th- same film at all, other than maybe like the nose of one of the creatures. Yeah, uh, I feel like they made one of them like similar. To, yeah, like to I, Turok, can't, I couldn't actually. plant it. I can't. You know, I'm glad you mentioned it. that because wow, I felt bad. that too. I felt that too. I'm glad you mentioned that. Right, it was like an ode. There's like there's just like a little similarity. Other than that, the story's completely different. It's definitely not as big of a budget as the first one. And but it does one thing that I do appreciate about this is that it shows you that, you know, other films like these films are made by directors and people and not it, sometimes, you know, it's not a good film and it can be a, a, a cult success. And right. sometimes it can be a good movie and be a complete shit movie later on. Right, right. You just never know. And this is one of those movies that I think it's it's somewhere in between, you know? Yeah, I feel like it, it, that movie makes me feel like you should, if you have any ideas, right, you should put it into action and, and get the feedback from it first, right? Do, yeah, Because no. it, this movie could definitely... Oh, this movie didn't give a like, fuck about anybody shit. else's opinion. It just no, did Right, all. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it was like, it. fuck it, we'll just make it work. It's like, exactly. This is as close as we can get to a man getting set on fire right now. Right. So, <laughs> lot of that's pe- how we're going to tell it. A lot of people compare it to like Ed Wood, you know, or like just gonzo filmmaking. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. They like, just kind of I mean, went shit, for dude. it. Just because you don't have the money, you know what I mean? You're making do with what you got, right? Like, and I don't know, maybe you might not have the best writers or maybe you didn't want to take it that serious, right? Like, mm-hmm. not everything has to be so- sophisticated. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and they just had fun with it. That's what I think about this movie. I don't think that they meant, it. it definitely was not intentionally done to be funny. It intentionally was done to be a very serious film. And it ended up being a completely ridiculous pile of shit <laughs> that's fucking awesome <laughs> no that that's is literally so awesome. what it is because that like totally missed the mark yeah if you watch and i feel so bad for the director but claudio fragasso really is the type of person that three years after the movie was made and it was released in america was like well so how's the movie doing in america by the way like he didn't even think of it He's just a filmmaker. You know what I mean? He's like, mm-hmm. I don't make movies for people. I make movies for me. And this is what I wanted to make. And I made it like mm. that's the way he looks at film. And he doesn't care about that's the a critics. great approach. That's a great right. approach. A lot of directors are like that. It's really weird. Like mm. they respect the craft. They respect the work. But it's 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 so weird to look at a director and think to yourself like, oh, they just fell into it. Because right. there's so many people trying to be like the next big director. You know what I mean? Right. right. That this guy's just like, yeah, I'm the guy that cleans up the cum. 
<laughs> you know, like, like no big deal. I fucking do it. Like, fuck, fuck you. Fucking do it. Yeah, I fucking, there's quarters on the ground next to a pile of spooge. Spooge here, there's up on the fucking spooge wall. There, spooge on your eyebrows. I'm the cum guy. I'm the fucking cum guy with the quarters, and sometimes I slip those quarters in my pocket after I wash them off. I'm doesn't a cum guy. Fuck you. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I'm making a really crude uh, comparison, but... Are you? Do you know what I mean? Like, he just, the way he approaches filmmaking is, is that he loves it. He cares about it. He's proud of the work that he does, but he doesn't look at it like everybody else does, where it's like, <laughs> you're a god if you do it. Right. And it's interesting, but it's like, you know, when like a five-year-old hands you like a macaroni necklace, <laughs> right? Like, and they're just like fucking proud of it it's no matter macaroni what. macaroni art, daddy. It's genius. <laughs> like, it's admirable, it's terrible. but also comparable to something else. Like, <laughs> a little salad. This is fucking god-awful. Well, no, no. Don't give it's me still, this shit It's still again. more than I think I can do, right? Watching, you know what I mean? Like, watching the fucking, the, the making of the documentary that the child actor in this movie made when he was older... <laughs> is amazing there's like it is the most raw documentary that you will see about filmmaking uh -huh. and it's really it uh, the only other one that i can compare this to is the other one that they did the uh one with the red christmas that i we were talking about with craig anderson uh mm. fuck what is it called what up craig yeah what's up craig if you're still <laughs> listening man another really great documentary about the fucking making of a film and man, dude, like this, this is more um, the best worst movie is done in the tone of the aftermath of what Troll 2 has become. It is more about the weird phenomena and cult success that it's reached from these people who have held on to this tape and always remembered it and always held it in high regard. And all, how all of these actors and all the, the director and everybody that worked on the film were so embarrassed about it in a way, other than the director, because he could give two fucks. But right. although you can tell he gets a little upset in the in the documentary when people <laughs> were making fun of it. But some of the actors like George Hardy, the dad, he embraces the shit out of it. He's a fucking dentist, right? He got paid a hundred dollars a day for 13 days. He got paid about thirteen hundred dollars to do this film and became a dentist afterwards and never really did anything. Then this the fucking the kid actor hits him up and is like, hey, I'm doing a documentary about Troll 2 because there's such a huge success because like the Alamo Draft House was like literally pumping out the movies in like 25 different locations across the US and they were selling out. Damn. Like people were like lined up around the block and 100 people had to get turned away. Like that's how big this was. And he invited them to this event the Alamo Draft House invited him and he did the like filmmaking and all this and it was like it's really fascinating like I can't even tell you like to see how real these people's lives are and how their dreams and hopes were when they went into making this movie they all thought it was a little weird they couldn't make sense of the script they couldn't understand what it was about but they all wanted to be something because of this fuck dude. and when they all saw it they all were so disappointed, disappointed. Yeah. The child actor was, he got it. Okay. So, like, they never got a copy of it. It was like a year after they made it and it finally hit video. He got it as a Christmas present. It was the last Christmas gift that he got. And he opened it up. And the first thing he did, he screamed and popped it in the VCR and pushed play. And when it was done, he was so sad and Aww. so depressed. Oh, fuck. He hated it. He was like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. 
and like every one of them had like this baggage on their back that they did this movie like some of them won't even put it on their resume mm-hmm. so but like George Hardy and the fucking store owner guy are like nuts about it they like sell t-shirts they they fucking love it well yeah it's like you're either gonna milk it or you're going to pretend like this never happened. Well, they let so go of it until one, this one of, came back. One or two fucking scenarios here. So nowadays, this is such a big fucking cult classic film that, yeah, you got to melt the fuck out of that shit. Right. But like when this first came out and you worked on this, like I could completely understand. Like I would be like, fuck, no, I didn't do this movie. Right. No, mm. I'm not fucking involved in this fucking like disaster fucking piece. Because it's, a, it's a stain. When this came out, it's not as well received and enjoyed oh it bombed as it is now like that yeah it was a complete fucking bomb nowadays this is a cult classic film everybody fucking loves it wow mainly to make fun of it yeah but that's not the point like they people still watch it they'll go see it they will go somewhere to see it or purchase it to watch it or whatever the fuck they're gonna do like people are still watching it they're still talking about it and it's still relevant yeah so that's it's- the big difference like if i was involved in this movie back then yeah, I'd be fucking embarrassed of it. I wouldn't want to be linked to this shit at all. Absolutely right. not. But now, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I did that shit. Right. Well, yeah, I was involved. Yeah, I did it. Like, sure, right. what the fuck ever. You know, like, it's not as embarrassing now the as The documentary it was is a little different. It's weird because at first, it's, it starts on this high note. And it's like this this build of, like, seeing, like, they're like... Because these people had no fucking idea that there was a cult following whatsoever. You know what I mean? So right. they're like, yeah, they're, we're going to do this thing. And they show up at this, out, this, this, this like random event. I think it was called, before it was even Alamo Draft House, it was something else. It was like midnight something in this shitty place. It sold out. People were like asking him to sign their shirts. And like Tom Hardy was like, Tom Hardy. Or George Hardy was like, fuck, what like, the... Honey, f- Tom Hardy's not in this movie. Dude, they fucking <laughs> cheered at the top of their, like, screamed for him like he was, like, fucking Damn. Brad Pitt, dude. And he had never experienced that, you know? He'd given up on that dream. He'd, he'd lost it. And when they and, and then then as the as the documentary progresses, it starts to hit like he's like, maybe maybe I can redo this again. Maybe right. this is, you know, he's just he's riding the wave and the wave has crashed, but he doesn't know it yet. And so he's like trying to pitch the movie now instead of just people coming up to him so that because he's mm-hmm. lost that 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 gleam. Right. It's really kind of sad, too, you know, but then and then it comes to like a point where it's like, oh, well, now we just accept it. And it's, you know, I did this really weird thing and there's a very niche market for it. They're really ravenous fans and it's really amazing. But I don't know. Right. You, I really you, think maybe you can't do much with it. You guys need to watch it. Any of you who are listening now and anybody, if you either two of you want to see it, I highly recommend it. It's up on, on Amazon Prime. You can watch <laughs> it for instant video. It's uh, about an hour and a half. It's amazing. Worth every second. Okay, but enough about me bragging about this fucking goddamn uh, documentary. I really just think you should see it. Another thing I mentioned earlier is that Don Packard, the store owner, didn't see this movie, by the way, until 20 years later. He said he hated the kid when he worked with him. (laughs) And that whole scene where they're trying to feed him the ice cream. He said he just wanted to drown the kid in there because he couldn't stand him my kind of people right there <laughs> and keep in mind this is a guy like i'm not i'm not picking on anybody for having mental illness but he just isn't gotten this- out of a mental institution uh <laughs> during this time so that's kind of discern you know disconcerting a little bit a you little know bit. um 
Just a little bit. The director, like I was mentioning, he really just um, they bring him out a couple of times in the documentary. And uh, he said that being appreciated for the worst movie ever is almost the same as being appreciated for the best movie ever. No. He's like, it's almost as good because just seeing people who are rabid and happy about it, he wasn't used to people laughing. He's like, it's a comedy, but he's like, they were laughing at parts that aren't even supposed to be laughed at. (laughs) And so he didn't quite understand it. At least someone's talking about it as opposed to nobody talking about it. Right. There's a couple of parts in the movie where you can tell that he is a very stuck in his ways kind of guy. And he doesn't know how to take, he doesn't listen to criticism because he just doesn't care. Right. But you can see that in the documentary a little bit that it does get to him a little bit. Like he goes to like a third uh, release party where they're having this big event for rabid fans and all the actors are on stage and they go, um, they're telling their tale. They're like, we didn't think it was, we didn't know it was going to be a bad movie. And he's hearing this the whole time and he's yelling in the middle. Like he's not on stage. He's <laughs> in the audience true. and he was yelling at them. He was like, you're a dog. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> like, and you could tell. Savage. And then he's like outside bitching about it. You know Savage what I mean? Yeah. Like he was just like, you could tell it really pissed him <laughs> off. Fuck, like, <laughs> like he didn't tolerate that shit. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't give a fuck if you think it's bad. It's a good movie to him. So he, he you could tell it kind of bothers him a little bit right. that it is a shitty movie. But yeah. hey, you know what? He still made money off of it. So yeah, he did. He did. He did. Let's uh, let's jump into our favorite scenes, and then we'll uh, pick a Harold winner at the end of this, which I think might be kind of a, a little bit of it might hard... be a split decision. It could be, but I we'll we'll figure it out. It being that way, but so what are some of your favorite scenes? We'll just pick a couple and go through them. And there's a lot in this movie, yeah, so I understand it's going to be hard. But go ahead, try to go from okay. in chronological order if you can, Bash. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I'd say the first scene that I really liked about this movie was when uh, Josh, the kid, uh, starts having a nightmare about um, his parents and, and his sister turning into goblins, trying to eat him. And so he starts turning into a plant. In the bus. Oh, in the, in, 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 the, in the van. In the, in the van. van right? yeah. yeah. So they were taking the van ride. They were going to Nilbog. And so while they're in the car, he has that nightmare, and he wakes up not feeling well, and then he starts turning into a plant, which – they, these these goblins try to feed you food and the food you eat it and it turns you into like half plant half human and that's what they like to eat right and so he thought that that's what was happening to him and so i hadn't seen i just knew when i had watched this movie for the first time i hadn't seen a little kid uh be portrayed like that with like practical effects right like right, shit yeah out of him. like it's a little kid it's like branches like coming out of his chest yeah and shit. dude like he had his fingers were turning into little branches and he looked like a xenomorph was coming out of his chest and it was a little kid so <laughs> i just burster it, it was shocking to me that that'd probably be the first scene um the other scene i'd probably say was when um let me see the popcorn I know, I know, it was really weird, but that, uh, yeah, what the fuck was with that? <laughs> I, I just think it was so way, stupid. Like the full solid ears of corn. <laughs> well, let's let's <laughs> give a little context thing. here, so we can uh, okay for those that okay, are listening so. into the spoiler section. By the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry. About that. So it's uh, it's the Goblin Queen, and for some reason, I don't know if you guys can chime in as to w- why she went over to this guy's trailer 
right? Like, what did she gain? I think she was just trying to eat. Yeah, Yeah, was that what it was, right? I guess. I I mean, she she creates a fucking potion or some sort where she she wakes up. Yeah, she stands in a in a in a mist of this this brew that she has, and it turns her young again because she plays this old lady with dirty teeth, yeah. and then she has a corn three way <laughs> hot popcorn. I like to call it <laughs> so ridiculous. But honestly, like like she walks up all sexy, like pops on the TV and the guy in the kid's van, and like the kid's like, "What's this show?" And then she's like, "It's not a show, baby," you know, kind of like, <laughs> yes. and then he she's. Like, come outside and I'll show you. And then she pulls out a corn cob and (laughs) and sticks it between him and his mouth, him and her mouth, and they eat the corn while fucking laying on top of each other and popcorn is thrown on them. And no, 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 no. It's so the thing is that they start popping popcorn. Out of with, the blue. Out of, out of the blue because it's getting so hot and heavy. And it was just ridiculous because it's just popcorn popping everywhere. And it just really lets you know that this shit. I mean, damn, it makes me so. It, now, I, for, I thought it was just a joke. Right. And then when you tell me about this documentary, I'm like, well, come on, dude. You can't. Like, why did you think popcorn popping? Right. Maybe that was supposed to be the comedy part, right? But. Well, first of all, like, if some chick pulled out a corn cob, I wouldn't be thinking <laughs> that she meant that she wanted to eat the shit. Yeah, I thought she was. Are you trying to put that in my yeah. asshole? Like, what the fuck? He's like, what are you going to do with this? Yeah, shit? I'm just saying, like, I don't know what you're trying to do with the corn cob, but, but I'm. Uh... <laughs> I'm puckering my butthole over here. Yeah, yeah I mean, it could be for butter. her or him. I mean, who knows? There's a myriad of holes. I'm a little week. nervous. <laughs> you mind buttering it up first? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, you better lube it She spits up. on it like Jesus. It turns into a porno. <laughs> hey, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brittany? Do you have a couple of scenes? <laughs> no. No, you don't have any quite, favorite scenes. Quite honestly, the only scenes that I liked was when people turned into plants and they got eaten. What? So let's talk about. You don't the, remember uh, anything that sticks I didn't out. Say, it doesn't have to be favorite. Like no one said, I didn't remember anything that sticked out. Stuck All right. out. Whatever. How about Grandpa Zeph fucking setting a dude on fire? <laughs> like that was insane. Dude. I okay. I will tell. This is not necessarily chronological order, though. But oh, it right. doesn't matter. Go ahead. Whatever. So, what is it? His fucking mom. His mom that gets fucking like turned. Oh, at the end, dude. Towards the end, it's right. a fucking plant. Big time person. spoilers here, guys. And it's fucking straight jiggly tits. Yeah, dude. Jiggly, yeah. solid, jiggly fucking tits. Wait, solid jiggly. Solid yeah, like jiggly like tits titties, that were straight not his mom's. Like this yeah, would have made there was no way those were. No way. Like this would have made more sense if it was the girl when the girl like the teenage younger yeah, 20s dude. girl was fucking turned in like the middle of the movie upstairs where the fucking troll goblin things ate her. Right. That this would have made more sense in that scene versus this one. But when his fucking mom or whatever gets turned later on in the movie into this fucking like plant zombie whatever the fuck they're turning him into like edible thing. And then they, they like, but then they go and cut to the eating and they focus primarily on these like perfect pair of jiggly tits. <laughs> it's so weird. You don't see her face or anything. Like literally you only see boobs and yeah, like torso. Right. Yeah. And all this green shit. But I'm like, it's, it's his mom. Like this is when he's picturing his mom. I know. And then one of the, <laughs> one of the fucking, and it's uh, so fucking uncomfortable. The goblins. Cause they're not trolls. They're goblins, yeah, exactly. by the way. He's like, they're eating my mom. And he's like, <laughs> do you want some? Yeah, it's so fucking wrong <laughs> yeah, and uncomfortable. 
I'm like, like, God damn. damn. Dude, give the kid a break. I know. Uh, like, he's been going through so much shit. He's already a terrible actor. Like, fucking leave him alone. Yeah, I like how the ball pops down the stairs and it's like eating your mommy. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Fucking ridiculous. I was, was just like, gross. why is her tits so perky? There's a couple of things that I got. The kid pisses on the table to stop his parents from <laughs> yeah. eating the fucking food. Yeah. Like, how can you freaking dad that. see? That's right, I'm sorry. That's, like, great. Oh, and then his dad's, like, yelling at him, like, you see you see this? Hospitality. You see this? Hospitality. You see this? Hospitality. You don't piss on hospitality. hospitality. And then he goes to fucking, like, he's gonna whip him with the fucking belt. Dude, and he's I like, know, I'm bro. fucking unbuckling my... He's like, what are you gonna do, dad? Daddy? What are you gonna <laughs> do, daddy? <laughs> he's I'm like, I'm buckling my my belt. belt one notch tighter so i don't have starving hunger pains yeah like, oh my what? god what the fuck was that <laughs> like what the fuck I, like, how, how I was like tighter. yeah he's gonna beat the shit out of him he's cutting off his circulation so he doesn't feel, hu- feel hunger yeah. pains and i'm like fuck <laughs> off <laughs> beat your kid motherfucker damn psych, psych psych your mind this is the time <laughs> This is the time. Beat your kid. It wasn't frowned upon as much. Another really funny scene that I thought was like the Arnold guy with the glasses. He tells the (laughs) trolls and goblins to pretty much like go fuck off in the in the most like cartoonish way. Like I was like, what? Like what the fuck are you doing? And then he gets speared in the chest and he's like a big (laughs) pussy. Like all of a sudden, it was ridiculous. Like that spear in the chest moment was so bad. I mean, and it was like a giant log. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. And, and then the like, girl's like cons- consoling him now. Yeah, it's just like, thunk, and there's like barely any blood, and it's just like this giant log that has launched itself into his fucking like chest. Yeah. And I'm like, and his reaction is so minimal to it too, where I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it was really bad. Like, if my ass got speared in the chest, like, I'd be murdering motherfuckers. Do you, do you know what's funny? That guy actually does do acting still. No, no. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, poor thing. And he was kind of one of the worst ones, I thought, you know? Because, oh, my God. Yeah, that oh whole scene, God. like, he, so, like, some <laughs> random girl in the woods that he's chasing after in the hopes yeah, to get laid. <laughs> Yo, he, he fucking tackles her, dude. He's, rapey she's as running fuck. away through the forest. I know, he's like, like he's so fucking rapey. He's like, slow down slow down and he tackles her it's like jesus dude put your boner away yeah, i would have fucking like, stabbed him i would have get off of her i would have fucking shot dude, get off of her but yeah it's funny like um the next scene they walk into this church which is essentially the witch's like house the goblin queen's house and then like they meet her and then they drink the grog or whatever the fucking nilbog grog mm. and then they fucking she starts sweating all the green chlorophyll Mara and then chlorophyll. and then she melts upstairs and he's like kind of like not there or something and then he's like Oh my God, she's getting eaten! Oh my! God. <laughs> oh my God, you're gonna eat me! Oh, oh my God! God. <laughs> Dude, this is so bad. That's the extent of it, ladies and gentlemen. And then you see the little fly on his head too, like which just adds <laughs> to that whole fucking thing. The whole scene is fucking rid- goddamn donkulous. That's the one I'm talking about where like where jiggly tits would make sense. Right. In that mm. scene. That was I liked that the ending was so fucked up though. It was. It I liked that. I wasn't expecting it to go that way. 
I mean, there's so many more fucking scenes in this movie that I cannot. I just like couldn't stop writing them down because I was mm-hmm, like, oh my mm-hmm. god, I can't believe it. Did you have any other ones, Vash? Before we uh, jump, yeah, like uh, I liked it when actually it was just a small scene, but like Grandpa Seth comes in to help Joshua, and he Fuck just straight Grandpa up bitch slaps a troll, yeah, and just knocks him the fuck out two like, times, damn, dude, two times. Doesn't play. He bitch he slaps him, and fire. then he slaps him again and breaks its neck. <laughs> And then yeah, he does that dude. weird smile, like, hey. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, hey, kiddo. <laughs> it's like, the fuck have you been doing, Grandpa? I've Why been taking okay? other kids. I have other dollar. kids that I take on journeys too. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking, he's taking jujitsu class, jujitsu class, jujitsu hell. <laughs> dude that was a weird. It's like you go. The pastor's like, you go back to hell. It's like what? What? <laughs> Yeah, there was some no pretty. Sense. There is the one where the sister punches her boyfriend because he wants to keep his he, friends. She knocks us out, oh. right? Oh, she's like, "What are you gay?" And then her father <laughs> gets in on the action too. Like, you know, I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Um, then Joshua screams in the mirror for Grandpa, and then the witch shows up and breaks through the mirror on top of him, and then Grandpa <laughs> chops off his hand. Grandpa Seth comes out with an axe. Yeah, and like chops what? that bitch's arm off. Like what and the then, fuck? Like, Throws the axe, like, for the kid to grab it. It's like, <laughs> yo. Like, Burl Ives is kicking some ass right now. <laughs> Uncle Philip. <laughs> What's the famous song he sings in uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Bur- the real Burl Ives, not this guy. But he sounds mm. just like him, dude. Like, he sounds like the guy from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Do you know you what I'm talking about? Sings that song? Do you know the fucking claymation? I can't recall it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about because I saw it. Like, I, I know what it is. Dude, his voice is a dead ringer, dude. It's a dead ringer. One of the other things I want to... Uh, there's one other thing. Do you have anything else? I don't want to, like, interrupt you. I'm sorry. Mm, no. I, I mean, I think it was a really funny movie. I had a lot of memorable... I think, like you said, I couldn't stop writing down scenes. Um, the, the cop scene, I think, was pretty funny, too. Um when he asked him, where are the girls in this town? He's like, girls! <laughs> and he just starts, like, cracking up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that shit <laughs> was like, funny, too. Like, town. what? Like, why are you <laughs> freaking like, out? God, shit. I know, dude. It's just, like, little odd moments. They're not, they're not indiv- like, really... There's a lot of moments that don't individually make the film yeah, well, memorable. Well, there's like like what the so many what the fuck moments. Like first of all, like mm-hmm. Grandpa gives him a backpack and he's like, "You'll use it when the time is right." And then he he pulls the fucking a baloney fucking sandwich out of his fucking yeah, bag weird. and eats it. It's yeah, like it's I was like, "Who knew that you know goblins feared baloney?" Yes, yeah, dude, he won the day with baloney that he. <laughs> He's had his backpack for like three days. Right. The power of Oscar <laughs> Maya compels you. Exactly the power of Oscar Maya compels you. <laughs> a, bolo- a double decker bologna sandwich. Double decker bologna like, sandwich. This is going, dude. I All mean, right. how do you think that's the best film? But it's, it's, <laughs> it like, was funny. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, no matter what, like, you can watch this movie and see something in it that you're like, holy shit, I've never seen anything like this. Like you, I, I don't think there's another mm-hmm, movie that you mm-hmm. could even really compare it to. Like no. even in the same level of this ridiculousness as this is. Like there's just no way. Like there's some bad movies, but they're hard to watch. This how sure. this movie somehow seems to pull off watching, being able to watch it because there's so many weird what the fuck moments in it that you're just like, what? Okay, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, anyway. But what do you guys think? What are your final thoughts real quick? Wrap it up in a couple of sentences, and then we'll give it a score. And then we'll pick our winner of the two afterwards. Okay. Um, I could say I enjoyed this movie more. 
Okay. Um, I can I can say I enjoyed it because of now knowing what it is and watching it for what it is. Okay. It's one of those movies where, like Brittany said, you can you want to watch with your friends, right? And I think both these movies are, but in this case, I want to get people's opinion on this shit because I know it's all going to be ridiculous. But I want to know if they find it as ridiculous as I do, right? Like in in the way of humor. Yeah. So because it's like I don't I, I'm not looking for it to you know have me on my ass laughing because it's witty right like it's just it's just a ridiculous movie right but that's what i really like about it so um i would probably give it a score no well you said we're not scoring it for you if you want yeah score it um so my score for it would probably be a i'd say low i'd say probably a five okay i'd say a five i mean what do you think about the movie your final thoughts and uh (laughs) score this isn't some profound Shakespearean shit. No. That you're about to get into right now. It so, is in the fact that you're profoundly like disturbed. Disturbed and it, yeah. disgruntled by it. Sure. <laughs> but my suggestion is get down and dirty with your favorite bottle of whiskey or rum or gin or vodka or whatever the fuck it is that you drink with a group of your best friends and just try and enjoy this movie as much as you can. Um, I, for one, wish I would have done that because watching it by myself, I wanted to slit my own fucking throat repeatedly because it was so hard for me to be able to follow being sober and alone watching it i was like at the very least i wish my husband was there because he would have made it far more entertaining because he's doofy as fuck so i want to watch this with him because i will probably have a better opinion of it but anyways it is crazy silly and entertaining i would probably give it like a four out of ten okay I mean that's that's just where I sit on this. No, 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 no. You don't have to. You don't have to apologize for that. I don't give I'm, a shit. I'm not sorry, actually. I, I, <laughs> fuck that guy. Troll two, <laughs> like I said before, is an anomaly. It's a meme. Well, it's not. It's even a, a f- weird meme movie. It's not a sequel. Yeah. Well, it's not a fucking sequel. But to I don't the first care one. about that. There's so many sequels that don't even match up to the first one that it doesn't bother me. Right. As a standalone, troll two, like I said, it's a meme. It's a weird anomaly. Probably with much more staying power than some films, like like sequels, to be honest. Right. right. Watching the documentary is probably not only the most heartwarming, but kind of sad way to understand the heartwarming movie. Heartwarming slash heartbreaking. Yeah, like uh honestly, like when I when after watching the two of these things, the movie and then the documentary, I feel like it proves that real people really put these together, you know, these movies. Mm-hmm. And all yeah. movies in general, really. And they all have the same hopes and aspirations, uh, the same as any big budget film that's out there. And, you know, it also proves that sometimes bad films can be great. And maybe in this case, perhaps even greatness can be bad. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's really kind of up to you to decide. Either case, if you're a dreamer, I probably would dare you to make a better film than this. If anything, it, it will inspire you. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good point. I think it's a really good point. I think that makes it should make people feel that put you should you ought to pursue a dream, put it together, and see where it can lead. Right, hundred percent. Because you never know. You never know, and you never. It might not be received the way you wanted to, but it get, at least got received, and at least there was some feedback on it. Right, like and at least some measure of success. Right, right. Because like Brittany, I said it's at least being spoken about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not, so. 
I, I think I would give it probably, I mean, it's, you know what? I don't even know what to give this a score of. I mean, it's it's a five. I mean, legitimately, it's a five movie because it could go either way. You know what I mean? Like, most people hate it. Like, it had a, a one right. for the longest time until that documentary came out. And then it went up to a 3.1. Mm-hmm. So that tells you something, right? Like, like people get it. Like, once they understood how they were supposed to feel about it, they were okay with it. And so be- then it became a cult success. So I gave what? Six, 6.5. I honestly. You said five. No, I'm saying for the first movie, six oh, to 6.5. Six yeah. um, I give this movie, honestly, I think it's a seven. Hmm. And the reason I say seven is because it is so enjoyable for me and my sense of humor. It's not something that if you were to follow this and give it a score on based on like how you make a movie. Like, I would say, yeah, it's like a four. But if you look at it as like this weird anomaly, this weird fucking film that has so much heart and passion behind it and you actually know what went into making it, it's like a seven to me. Like, I really value it more now after watching that documentary. And I I mean, it's not a seven against across the board of all movies, mainstream and small and like micro budget. It's just mm. a seven in its genre, which is somewhere in the lower bracket. So okay. does that make sense? Because I feel like some movies really need to be broken down into different groups. Like you cannot compare this movie to a big budget movie. Like it's just not fair. It doesn't mm. make any sense to compare it. Right. But if I had to, I'd probably give it like a five on the dot. Right. I, th- I think I, I know what you're saying. I know why you said seven on the other metric, right? Yeah. Like on the other concept, because, yeah, I mean, you you got you get to see firsthand. And like you said, in that documentary of how people felt going through it. And maybe that might change the scale for a lot of movies if they did something like that. Right. Right. But well, um, if everybody took them, I to be honest, what I've realized us doing this podcast and how long I've been doing it now, which is really not that long compared to some other podcasts. But I really feel that I have a much bigger appreciation for movies now after taking mm. the time to research and know what went into making them. It, it really changes mm. your mind about a lot of things. I'm sure it like it makes you go, fuck, man, this is like someone's dream. Like mm-hmm. what a sad dream that is. But it's a dream. You know what I mean? Like no, I don't know. I mean, it's sad maybe to somebody else, but mine's not sad. This director's not sad about. This no, movie. and I and I I definitely just to be clear, I don't mean that I'm giving it a seven because I feel bad for the people who made it in their dreams. No, I'm saying it's a seven because I'm a weird fucking guy and I like fucking weird shit that makes me crack up. I will definitely watch this next year. I don't care. Like a year from now, I will watch it. I watch one and two, and I will still laugh at part two and be like, I cannot believe they made this. Oh, yes. These <laughs> movies are still enjoyable. And uh, the only reason why, I mean, I could, like, if if it was, like, in a category of amateur films from the 80s, right, right, or something like that, I think it would fare very well. Yeah. But, yeah, if you're comparing it to, uh, you know, other movies that hit uh, a big market, right, then yeah, I mean, maybe not so. Ultimately, I think a three for the public, the average public, is still pretty high. <laughs> you know what yes, I mean? Very much so. Very but much for so, me, cause... a five versus all movies is pretty right because it's it could go either way. Like it's a mm-hmm. shitty movie, but it's so shitty it's good. So I don't that's know. exactly what it is. 
if you look at it that way, which is yeah. the way you should watch it. Probably, yeah. Don't go in with the expectations that this is going to follow the same format as your fucking Hollywood big budget at all. <laughs> like, at all. it makes no goddamn sense, and that's what's beautiful about it. A girl walks in with a corn cob and then fucking <laughs> lays on a dude and popcorn starts popping all around them. Like, yeah, what? Ridiculous. Like, how does that make any sense whatsoever? <laughs> they make n- nil bog milk that's all clunky and... Yeah. yeah By so the weird. way, who the fuck? Uh, like, they, like they're trying to hand it over to people to get to drink it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like, it, does it only take it touching your lips to change you? Because <laughs> I know. nobody's gonna drink that shit. Everybody that fucking saw it or fucking tasted Threw it, spit shit. it out. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, there's no, no one's gonna drink that shit. I know. <laughs> uh, it's like, like I'm it's not goblin to, milk. That's like a nightmare for me when I drink milk. Like, if it comes out like cottage uh. cheese. Like I'm, I'm oh. almost getting sick just thinking about it. Like I'm not even. Yeah. It's it's goblin titty milk. <laughs> <laughs> Curdled titty mm-hmm. milk. Goblin titty milk. Anyway, guys, um, I think that's pretty much it. I um, I think if we had to pick between the two, uh, I would honestly, I think it's hard for me. I think that the first one is the better movie, like traditionally. Mm-hmm. But the second one is probably more to talk about. Like that's the thing I notice. I have way more things to say about the second one than I do the first one. So that for me is means that you the do. second one is the winner for me. You do. What mm. do you guys think? Uh, I would say um, <clears throat> I like the first one more. And yeah. The reason why I say that is just because I see I see more time uh, I think put into making sure that there is uh, a, a logic. You know what I mean? And, sure. and a storyline to cohesiveness. To what they were creating. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like there was a theme and they put a lot of effort into it uh, reflecting that theme. Right. Like the rooms and and granted, they might they had a much more a significantly higher budget. But just because they had a significantly higher budget doesn't take away from the good work they do. Sure. Because it still looked really, really good. And so I can appreciate like the lore of it. Right. Like, OK, because that sticks more with me. Then uh, it is the better film. Troll Two, yeah. Like I, I said, can, it I, is. Yeah. It, no, no, no. Definitely, it's the better film. But I can also see how the second film receives more public attention than the first. Yeah. Right. Like more memorable. And, and and in that right of its own, it has a claim. So it's definitely obviously all these opinions are subjective. Sure. But I would definitely say Troll One is probably the one for me. Apart from the nostalgic, if I'm trying to be unbiased. Sure. Um, I still think I'd save the first one. All right, and I'm pretty sure I know what Britney's is, but go ahead. <laughs> I hate them both. <laughs> but which one would you pick to watch if you had to watch again? <laughs> if I had to watch again, quite honestly, I'd pick Troll Two. Really? Yeah. I was I'd, not expecting that. I'd pick Troll Two if I like. Gun to my head, had to watch these movies again, um, which I'm going to watch both of them with Mouse because I watched them by myself and he didn't watch oh, them. Okay. Can, I, can so, I say that I agree with you that I would watch the second one more often than right. the first? That's why I say like, that's why it's a double. It's, right, it's a little right. hard to choose because honestly, the first one's a million times better in comparison exactly. to the second. In traditional standards. In traditional sense, traditional yeah. standards, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a far better mm-hmm. film. However, I want to get fucking shit housed with my favorite people and watch Troll and make two fun of it. And make fun of yes. it. Yes, so, exactly. You know, this exactly. is one of those like, and I can understand completely how it's become a cult classic because it's fucking goddamn ridiculous. Well, now this is what I want to ask our listeners and everybody that's uh, our friends that listen here: is it is a is a good movie a movie that does all the like traditional values and does a story? Is that what is a good movie? 
or is interactivity with your friends and the people who watch it with you more important to you? Like, because that's that's like a whole nother dynamic. What to you constitutes a good movie? Yeah. And which one of these two would you, you know, herald the the king or the queen of the fucking the Trolls series? You know, I mean, for me, they're so stark. They're so different. It's really hard to fucking tell. And by the way, guys, if you don't know, there is literally three sequels to Troll 2. Dear God. And Claudio Fragasso. And these are all different from each other. One of them is called The Creepers. One of them is called Ator 2 and Ator 3, but it's called Goblins 3 and 3. It's really confusing. There's so many. And then apparently Claudio Fragasso was planning on, after in 2010, was planning on doing Troll 2 Part 2. Isn't that crazy? It's a little too much. Yeah. Right. I think it's 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 humping a dream that's already dead. <laughs> yeah, and in, and also in that sense shows you like the cap of yeah. both of these movies. In my opinion. Dead but um Yeah. Yeah, like the second one, that's where it starts and that's where it ends, right? Like Right. I don't know. Because if, if he looked at it in the way of making it as the way it was publicly received, I don't know. I it, well the fact that he's intending to make another movie like Troll Two means mm-hmm. that it's not going to hit right because he's not trying to make troll 3. Right, right. If he if he's that's what I'm saying like if he tries to make it a comedy like that it's not going to be the same. Right. I, I mean like maybe to- I I'd, I'd watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would too. After all the time I've invested in these two movies, fuck yeah. Other than that, guys, what did you guys think? Did you enjoy both of these? Do you hate one of them over the other? Is one way better over the other and why? Make sure you explain why in any of the comment sections of any of our social media, anywhere, Twitter, Horamino, fucking SoundCloud, anywhere, wherever, even on our website, which I'm I'm not. I'm, uh, you guys can always comment on the website on the episode pages, too, by the way. Uh, thank you so much, Vash, for coming on with us this week. It was a pleasure, man. I think we had a really good time. Uh, I really enjoyed having you on, man. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. So we'll definitely have Vash on in the future for sure, especially for Grave Plots because that's what we talk about sometimes (laughs) behind the scenes. Right, right. We do like we make our own Grave Plots. Right, yeah. Like our stupid fucked up Bernie Sanders like. (laughs) Yeah. You remember (laughs) Nana? Anyway. That's exciting. That's another story. Uh, But yeah, thank you guys so much for stopping by and we'll see you this Monday for a brand new episode of Beyond the Void. Stay weird monsters. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.